0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Honest and Uneducated, the show where we talk about anything from movies, movie news, video games, comic books, all sort of fun stuff like that. Uh, we had a pretty big shake-up here in the, well, no, not necessarily we, but I guess uh, kind of the world had a pretty big shakeup with the uh, Warner Brothers announcing that uh, all their films for 2021 are going to be coming on HBO Max and theaters at the same time, but there's a little bit more to it, but we're going to get into that. Um, Also, the first reviews just, just, just dropped a little bit ago. The first reviews of Wonder Woman are here. Uh, just eh, we've got some other stuff planned. We're going to do our Mandalorian season two. What was it, episode six, I believe? Uh, the yep. uh, the tragedy. We're going to do our spoiler review of that at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. We will obviously give you a warning. I'm sure. Uh, everyone, should, we like to do it. You know, the show goes live on Monday, so when we do it, most of the people out there have probably already seen it. So. It's one of the reasons I like actually uh, doing those at the end of the show anyway, too, because everybody's seen it by then, so I feel okay talking spoilers. But joining me today is none other than Rick Metz himself. How are you doing today, Rick? Doing pretty good. How are you? Dude, doing good. Like I said, we got uh, a lot of big news to talk about. A lot of big news to talk about. And uh, we got uh, a John Knight here to assist with that. How are you doing, John?
1: I'm good, man. You guys doing well?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good, good as we can be for Quite sure. Well
1: exciting week
0: yeah, yeah there's not been, uh, not a,
1: not not a lot of new stories but big big new stories
0: yeah i mean i honestly feel like we could probably spend the whole show talking about the the ifs and ands and the what's about the just the hbo stuff itself And honestly, yeah. there's, there's a lot uh, there could be a lot of ramifications of that but uh i'm looking and I'm Mando, looking at-
1: mando mando keeps rolling along Oh yeah, that show, yeah. that show is not it has not let off the accelerator since what episode two, three?
0: Frog Lady. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. good. I did, honestly too. Like I was Rick was asking me uh, on stream the other day, like what uh what does he say? Like what, what was my favorite director or favorite episode? One or yeah, two, both. I was I, I couldn't even think off the top. Like I'd have to go back and watch them all because like I haven't disliked anything really. Like there hasn't yeah. been anything yeah. like but there have been some, like, I honestly didn't really care for episode two. No. Like, I thought it was just kind of like, it wasn't bad, though. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I was just like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. Like, I could have done without it. It felt like, it felt a lot like a monster of the week kind of thing. Yeah, like, exactly. luxury, yeah, But not that it was a bad thing. But at least there was a little bit of carryover because the frog lady did have something to do in the next episode, I guess. So it wasn't completely thrown away by any means, but very true. Yeah. But um, yeah. we'll get into the Mandalorian stuff at the end of the show. But let's get into our first main topic here today. And our first main topic is uh the Wonder Woman reviews. We have some Wonder Woman reviews come out. And uh none of these are obviously the movie doesn't come out to the end of this month, but there was a press junket or a press screening uh a Virtual junket is what they're calling it here. So, I wonder if they uh just did like a uh like a like a watch party kind of thing for it all or something. I wonder how they actually did uh got this thing going. But a lot of uh new sites were able to actually watch the film and they were allowed to tweet out their initial first thoughts of the film. So, let's uh we're just going to go over a couple of these and I'm getting these from uh superhero hype. So, if anyone wants to go look at more of them, but uh. I'm just gonna read a couple loud, and then we can just discuss what the our thoughts are on this guy. So, that like, uh, we got Brandis David, Brandon Davis from <laughs> Comic, but Bra- Bravest Bandis Danvis, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, sorry, Brandon, the most easy two names in the world. I miss that right amount. I've seen Wonder Woman '84. Patty Jenkins literally made an '80s movie in every way, making it so unique for today. It feels both bigger than the first Wonder Woman, while simultaneously more contained. Ooh. Interesting. What,
2: uh, I'm curious about like an '80s movie in every way. Like what constitutes as like an '80s movie in every way? Breakfast Club. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of scenes from yeah. old '80s movies, yeah, <laughs> put together with Wonder Woman.
0: Uh, what else do we got here? Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman is uh Wonder Woman is that rare sequel that avoids being rehashed, making huge bold swings. Both Gal Gadot. And Patty Jenkins never what is the sentence Luke. movie never gave movie never give <laughs> movie never given the movie never gave into cynicism is what you were trying to say there no no offense it's just hard to read, and we love them for it uh it takes them a while to get going, but once it does it's I feel like that's a good way of saying the first act or a nice way of saying the first act was slow yeah. Slow.
2: Sounds like shampoo or something
0: though, fresh and Mac it's a I don't uh from uh, I, don't, I don't know, doesn't say I don't know where you where you work, buddy, but there you go. That was you got your tweet read on uh on the show. <laughs> Jim Vejvoda from IGN. I saw Wonder Woman eighty four yesterday. It was a lot of fun and has a very heartwarming and hopeful message that frankly we really need this year. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I don't know what would be. I'm Trying to speculate what the heartwarming message could really even be with. Uh, I mean, granted, be a good person. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, we never even know. We don't really don't even know what the overall plot is. Like, no,
1: because we know Maxwell Lord. Other than cheat, yeah. Other than cheat and than Maxwell Lord,
0: yeah. And it shows Maxwell Lord doing something to make. I don't know if it's like an actual because he has the line in the trailer that says like you know I'll make your. Dreams come true, or something, whatever. Yeah. And But I don't know if that's just like a sales pitch, or if that's literally what he's, you know what I mean? Sure. Because it seems kind of yeah. like an odd power, quote unquote, to have. Like, I don't know what yeah. sort of like, just weird. If that's just like, he's a genie. Is that for <laughs> yeah. Will Smith going to pop out of a lamp? Like, is that was going to happen. Um, huge news! Wonder Woman eighty four is fantastic. The story is excellent. It has a great timely message. It packs in a ton of surprises. And amazing work is done with both Cheetah and Max Lord. Wig and Pastor Gal are both stellar. Get hyped because it's the real deal. <laughs> okay, I'm, he's pretty hyped about right the Real I deal.
1: Mean, I, I, I feel like I feel like the excitement for this movie. Well, obviously, somewhat muted because of the pandemic, and you know it didn't carry the momentum into the summer the way normal big blockbusters do. I, I feel like the the hype is, is got to be pretty high, as high as they are going to get it, because it's coming to HBO Max, and anybody that wants to see it can. All they have to do is go pay what the the fourteen ninety nine for one month mm-hmm. of HBO Max, and they can see it. And I I just I I feel like. I I feel like a hu- huge news is kind of an understatement for this movie. I feel like it's it's people are pretty excited about. I expect it to be pretty good. Maybe I I, maybe like I'm misreading that. the yeah. room. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone seems to be at least uh, all of the ones that we went through on here so far are all been positive. Do you think positive, they're going to show yeah. the negatives
2: though? Do what? Do you think they're really going to show the negatives though? Maybe more twists. Oh sure.
0: The I don't yeah, I mean if someone didn't like it, I feel like they would say it. Yeah. Like, they have uh, and nothing they're, to and, lose. And, and
1: the, and ultimately, there will be someone because that one will get highlighted, you know, and anybody that compiles, you know, reviews, they'll highlight the negative one. They'll be like, well, yeah, these were all great, but there is this one that said this. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, usually, if, like, a studio isn't confident in the movie or they know it's going to be bad, they won't allow, like, they'll have an yeah. embargo, like, so, then they'll hold it as, If not to a day before, like sometimes there have been, I think for, uh, what was it? I think the, uh, what was that Ben Diesel movie? He was just in the superhero one. Uh, I think they held that bloodshot. bloodshot. Yeah. I think they held that embargo until the day it was released. And like whenever a studio is like withholding review, like if they hold a with review embargo until the day it comes out. That's a bad sign. Oh yeah. Because they don't yeah. want like the word to come out that's bad. <laughs> Yo, those, those usually those sucks.
1: What's even worse, and I think was it Fantastic Four that this happened with where the the latest Fantastic Four where they didn't even screen it for for advanced reviews. Like they no people that did reviews weren't even able able to see it until it had mm-hmm. already gotten into the theater. So you weren't even seeing reviews until you know the Saturday after it had been out. So
0: yeah, that's the worst sign right there. When yeah. they, when they, when they don't even give um uh, like press screenings? Yeah. Not a, not just
1: embargoing them, but just yeah. flat out
0: refusing yeah. 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 It's like we're not going to do it. It's like okay, that's probably that's almost like a review in it of itself. Like you don't need to know any more about it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It. <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's like if you guys don't have confidence, why why should why should we why should we pay? Yeah. Um, We'll read like one more of these. we see. Let's let's do. Uh, we're almost through. Let's just read the second to last one. You win. Yesterday, I saw Wonder Woman eighty four at home, and it was everything I needed and more. The movie is hugely ambitious, incredibly exciting, and full of much needed hope. It's also very long, to a fault at times. See, I think that's a nice way of saying slow again, though. Just saying. Yeah. But but mostly, it reminded me of how wonderful a big boss blockbuster can make you feel. Oh, okay. So I think I think this is good though.
1: It's like the I mean, I, one thing I'm surprised is I'm assuming it. I'm assuming that all of these reviewers were like you said it's a virtual thing. I'm surprised that nobody mentioned any detra- any detractions from lo- losing the theater experience because I'm guessing True. that none of these people saw it in the theater.
3: Yeah, now, you m- m- think maybe so. maybe Maybe their full
1: reviews, yeah. Maybe their full reviews have more details, and maybe that you know we're obviously just getting snippets. But um, I'm just a little a little surprised because of the the unique way it's being released.
0: Look at the first says Wonder Woman 84 held virtual junket screenings for a select group of press. Most appear to be genre websites, like but not including this one. So they didn't they weren't invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, this isn't oh that sucks. Sad. Yeah. By, yeah.
1: You By the say, way, Warner Brothers, if, if you want to send us screener copies of anything, we'll be happy to post reviews of them.
0: Yeah. So you can just send everything to honest and at gmail.com, of course. So there it is. There, if yeah. you need it spelled <laughs> out, it's right there on the screen. Right honest on the screen. And uneducated at gmail.com. Send them all that way. That's it. Anything. Yeah, anything. Just not not unsolicited dick pics. Yeah, none of that. We 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 went went over that with stream. We've seen enough. All right, seen enough. All right. You're telling me. But uh, I, I I I don't know. Overall, like obviously, like there's no these aren't like spoiler reviews. So like I don't know. I still would like to know. I don't know. Part of me would kind of like to know more about what the movie actually is about. I feel like I got a good idea about the first one just from the trailers. But this one has been this like kind of there's so many unanswered like Chris Pine coming back is weird. Then like I said sure. Pedro's line is weird because even like I said even if it is a power. What the, what does that other than a genie? It just doesn't make sense to me. And Maxwell Lord is just a dude. He doesn't have yeah. power. So like I don't know. I would like to know. I, a part of me would like to know but then part of me is like I don't know. I'll t- I, I don't like to know everything. So Yeah just it's just wait and see. Right.
1: Maxwell Lord does have some some supernatural powers or some super abilities. so don't d- just don't go into it assuming that he's just a human you, you'll be you'll be left going what why, why, why how did that happen so does he always though let me just let me just prep you for i'm just trying to prep you uh yeah yeah i mean it's been pretty well i mean it's been pretty standard in the comics for about 20 years Is it?
0: i always yeah. just thought he was a dude
1: he was he was when he initially came out but then they you know as time went on, they felt the need to they be
0: made him more, it more than a man,
1: <laughs> making more oh. interesting. Yeah, he yeah. had some hidden powers that hadn't previously been revealed.
0: So. I guess you kind of have to when you're like set up and against. You already have Lex Luthor going around. How many yeah. like normal bad businessmen can you have, right? True. Yeah. But uh, you guys, have any other thought? I, I'm generally like, I'm glad that there weren't negative ones. Honestly, like I, I'm. And here's the thing too, like, uh, like I said, there's like two of them on there that make me think that it's just a nice way of saying it's slow. But yeah. part of me is like kind of fine with that because I'm I'm happy to spend more time with Wonder Woman. I, feel, I, I bet you're. Sure. I'm good with that. And like, this is a year where we had zero Marvel movie comes out. Come comes out. Comes <laughs> out. <laughs> None <laughs> comes out. We had zero Marvel movies this year, and uh, not that like we need those, but like. There's been, like, no movies, really. I haven't even played like, No superhero, know, like, no
1: genre movies, no superhero movies. Yeah. yeah. All we've had was
0: Bloodshot. Mm. Like So we've had no superhero movies, like Oh, I that's said. right, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing this. I, I am, like, uh, we're going to talk about the whole Warner Brothers, HBO Max thing, but in the end, like, especially just during these trying times right now. Unprecedented. It's unprecedented times right now. Uh, I'm happy that I get to watch it. On HBO Max, honestly. And like I said, I got that new TV, so pretty, yeah, pretty excited for it. Works out well. Um, But uh yeah, I'd much rather like to have seen in the theaters, but at the same time... Oh yeah, I forgot too. Tenet's coming out in like uh, a week or something. A oh, week, so. yeah. We yeah. We so I get to finally it. watch that. Should I have my new TV? would <laughs> be pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that. You guys got anything else you want to add, though? I'm, I'm generally excited about this, and I'm happy the reviews were good, though.
1: Yeah, I've... I've got my ticket to open, not opening night because it's Christmas day, but I've got my ticket to uh, the, the following day and You're I'm going to gauge things. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to gauge things. I mean, once we get closer, if if COVID seems to be kind of held in check, if we, if we start seeing the downtrend or if I, you know, if I feel like the theater is too crowded, I might back out the last minute, but as of right now, I'm, like me and one other person in the theater so it's the nice yeah. thing about it's a nice thing about advanced ticket sales you get a, you can kind of gauge what the what the attendance is going to be um and i can always I, you know i can always get a refund up until the day of so we'll see but I, you know i'm i'm real excited for it
0: yeah that's the nice thing about uh being able to reserve your having reserved seating anymore. Just so you can just like, oh, yeah. pop in and look and see, especially like right now. Sure. It's like more yeah. so than ever. You can just like, oh, I kinda of wanna to go to the movie, but let me see how many people are there. Cool. Nobody. I'll yeah. go. Like so you yeah, that is definitely nice, so
1: yeah. It may be a situation where I like that the night I'm supposed to go, I may look at and go, I don't know, that's a pretty packed house. I don't want to really risk it. And then look, look and just see the the first show the next morning, is it? Is it is it sold? Are there seats available? You know, is it pretty sparse? And then if it is, go that day. So, right. we'll see.
0: which has always been odd too, because it is on Christmas Day, obviously, and it's really weird that that's like the busiest day of the like uh, theater industry. I've always thought that was sure. strange. Yeah. It's so odd. I've no, I don't think I've ever really? been to a theater on Christmas.
1: Man, when I was a kid, I mean, like when I was a teenager back in the day, we used to uh, we do our family stuff, but. About 5, 6 o'clock at night, you'd been doing family stuff all the previous day for Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, and got got that itch to get out of the house and go hang out with your friends, and so we'd usually go see something the Christmas night. I
0: don't know. I'm just, I just haven't done it. Maybe I need to. Maybe I have when I was a kid. I don't <laughs> remember. Yeah. I'm, I, I know recently I haven't been to a movie on Christmas. It's been a long time, but I don't think there's been anything that's came out on Christmas that's made me want to go. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, if Star Wars would have came out on Christmas Day, I probably would have went, but they were coming out. It was close. Before, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't know. But the question is, guys, what do you guys think about all these uh, generally positive reviews coming out? So, like I said, I'm happy to hear that they're, you know, generally positive. And uh, the uh, news, or not news, but the kind of indication that's a little bit slower doesn't really bother me because being a big superhero fan, you know, myself, like, I'm kind of just, like, perfectly fine to spend more as much time as possible in the, those movie worlds so as long as it's not like boring which uh, is pretty much what uh, i don't know the biggest failure of any movie is to be boring so as long as it's not boring then i'm perfectly fine with spending 3 hours watching you know Wonder Woman or Batman anytime anytime but what do you guys think let us know down in the comment section below all right guys so our next main topic here today is uh, is the big topic so everybody's been talking about Warner Brothers, blindsided in, in a lot of ways. I don't think this was arranged in any way. They I, they literally blindsided, blindsided the whole uh, theater industry here, where they announced that in the year 2021, they're going to be releasing all of their movies, both in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. Now, there is one little caveat with that, is that it's only going to be available on HBO Max for 30 or 31 days. Whichever, it's one of the two, like 30 days. It's going to be available on HBO Max for 30 days. Then it's going to go back and continue only being in theaters for the rest of the theatrical window, which kind of odd. So it's going to spend 30 days in the theater and on HBO Max, and then it's only going to be in the theater. Then after that, it's going to go to VOD or what have you. So it's pretty much going to be the the normal theatrical window, except the first month it's also going to be available simultaneously on HBO Max. So Initially, that news came out um, essentially just with Wonder Woman uh, on December 25th. It's going to be coming out uh, on HBO Max and in theaters. But I mean, as it stands right now, most if not uh, most of the theaters probably around the world right now, pretty much They're a lot of them are closed. So it's kind of it kind of made sense for them to release Wonder Woman on Christmas Day, or just you know on HBO Max on Christmas Day, just to just to finally get it out there, right? But this was a big uh, a big move, which. I mean, I got to say, for, um, we've been talking about it a lot here on the show in general. And, uh, you know, with these streaming services coming in, they're like Disney first started doing it, you know, with, uh, they had the Mulan test, which, I mean, was, it was, for all intents and purposes, a disaster. Right? Them charging the extra fee for it did not work out well for them. But they've since moved to, I mean, they, they released their autonomous Foul movies, skipping theaters altogether. I mean, no one, no one watched it on Disney Plus anyway. It apparently really bad. Uh, I haven't even watched it, and I have Disney Plus. So, there you go. But then they're also following that up with releasing Soul straight to Disney Plus as well. And we went over it, uh, what was it, last week or a couple weeks ago, where, I mean, soon, sooner rather than later, this is what's going to happen. Like, in, in all honesty, movie theaters, I think it's safe to say this is definitely not helping anything. I, I think this uh, could... Could very well be, if not the final nail in the coffin, but it could definitely be like they're... Warner Brothers is preparing the coffin. go yeah. that way, they're 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 getting it ready. Yeah, they 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 gotten they cut the tree out for it. All right, and they're gonna they're and the
2: wood's gonna, already been cut. Maybe, maybe,
0: yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that's what that's what this kind of like it to me. This is the first step in feeders uh, going bye bye, becoming in the way just just like a laser disc went away. Just like vinyl went away. A tracks. CDs went away. But you can still yeah. get them. Vinyl's back.
1: Vinyl's back. Yeah, vinyl's
0: hip. Yeah, but that's not. Vinyl's cheap to make. That's the thing. Vinyl's cheaper to make than it's CDs kinda- are, cheap, are to make. Yeah, you know I mean, it's, 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 vinyl's not expensive to, to manufacture. So, a little bit different, but uh, for the first time, I think it was last year. It was recently the vinyl outsold CDs. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, that I mean, makes sense. Who's buying CDs exactly? Yeah, like everyone's doing everything digitally anymore. Hence, this the theater industry. And uh, here's the thing: like, like this obviously, for the most part, is negative. You could see it being a lot of negatives. I'm going to hit you with uh, some some things, John, because I know you're probably out of all of us the the biggest movie theater goer we probably watch yeah we probably watch the same amount of movies yeah yeah. but as far as the theaters like i've stopped going to the theater for pretty much anything but uh like the big movies those are the ones that really i like seeing those in theaters yeah. um but you know for for things like otherwise like i don't know i I don't i've never like one to need to see an independent film or something in, in theater even though those are the ones you should support more in all reality um I don't know. It's just it's not what I, mean, I like I'll, to make the trip for. Yeah,
1: I'll go see a comedy in the theater. I'll go see a drama. Yeah, I'll in the see theater. comedy. Like, stuff like I, I'm not, you know, I'm not. I like the experience overall. It's not obviously I love the big action stuff because the giant picture, the bigger sound, whatever, yeah. all that, all that just it feels bigger for those big action set movies. But um, I just like the the experience, the the immersion that I get from being in a theater. So yeah, I'm not I'm not picky about what I'm gonna see.
2: Right, You really do get, like, immersed into it. That's a good way to put it.
0: That's the thing, too, and it's like the shared experience with it. Because, like, I don't know, the biggest example I like using, at least as far as, like, the movie theater-going experience, is, like, when you're watching Endgame, it's different when you're just, like, imagine seeing the scene where Cap gets Mjolnir, Mjolnir. And, like, you're sitting on your couch, you're like... Oh wow, that's great! And maybe you'll laugh out loud. Maybe you'll smile out loud. But when you're in the theater, you and a hundred other people are just going ape shit. Exactly. (laughs) He's got it. There it is. But like, yeah, when that scene happens, the theater erupts. So you're like, and that's it's that's 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 the shared experience, you know. Elsewise, you're not getting. Like, it's fine to watch it, you know, at home. Like, I still enjoy it. But you don't get, like, exp- I think that's why I prefer going for the big ones. Because, like, you get more. Sure. It's more of a collaborative thing. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. being in a room with, like, like, I mean, we're humans. And we like being around, like, like-minded individuals, right? Everyone's, sure. like, you know, so it's, like, everyone's there experiencing it together. It's a good time. Like, it's like a big party, you know? For like, to me, it's always, like,
2: when you watch those like European soccer teams and everybody's in the pub like yeah, packed in kids. there and somebody scores a goal and everybody's just like, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the same sort of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly that. Here's the thing, though. What what if this happens? I think I think it's safe to say most of like a lot of theaters will suffer from this going forward because it's no surprise. Like all of the studios, they want to just release the stuff on like their movies on their own platform. Because the movie theaters are essentially a middleman to them, like you know, like so. Obviously, it's
1: more—it's it's a distribution channel. I mean, yeah. that's essentially that's what it is. They're they're a bar for beer. I mean, you know, beer exactly. beer gets served in a bar. It's just a, a distribution channel. Mm-hmm. The the product is the beer. The product is the movies. Exactly. Um, same for you know pops and and drinks and restaurants. They're they're just like you said. They're just the middleman, but. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. sorry, why, I, I cut no, off your point there. No, you're good. Like, because no, like, because that's what I'm saying. Like, um, so the theaters have always wanted because before they weren't able to like, uh, studios weren't able weren't allowed to have their own like theaters because the Paramount decrees were in place. So those are gone now. But as far as the movie theaters go in that industry anymore, they're not really, they're not financially like successful in a lot of ways so like they live they work on a very small deficit so as it stands right now like the theaters make all their money from like you know popcorn sales and stuff like that they really don't get that much money off the ticket sales or anything like that, that for the most part 70 percent plus of that goes back to the the the, the i can't talk right now <laughs> the studios anyway sure. so you being a movie goer though i want to pre- i want to present you with something because obviously like my big point there is like we went over this with a, like uh, a week or two ago like disney is like on the road to making with just disney plus like alone like a 7 billion dollar profit a year without without putting a single movie in in theaters literally just just looking at revenue from disney plus they're they're going to be making 7 billion dollars in profit like and it's the same with like and that's why HBO Max, because I think it was Netflix. They spent like 27 some they made like 27 billion dollars, I believe, but then they had to end up spending like 14 or 15 around 15 billion they have to spend on uh license material. So yeah. Yeah, like getting your friend show and all that stuff. They have to spend money to get that stuff. HBO Max, Disney Plus they're going to be p- focusing on releasing their own stuff they yeah. own. So they're There's going to have license. zero licensing costs. Yeah. So consider like Netflix or like Disney, they're able to make $27 billion in one year, but Netflix would have to pay $15 billion to to license the material. You know, Disney, HBO, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, they put all their own exactly. stuff out there. They get all the money. That's why they obviously would list... They want to just direct the consumer, put all their stuff there because they'll make a ton more money just putting in this, just with their streaming service. They can get more subscribers. That's guaranteed money. You know, yeah. they put a movie out in the theaters. It's always a gamble. They don't know how much money they're going to make when it comes down to it. Like some movies, obviously, they know are going to make more than others, but you never know. It's a gamble. So that's obviously why they want to do it. So, it's really no surprise. It's just like I said, it's going to be like the whole CD industry and in all that. This eventually is going to die in some ways, but maybe it'll still be around. Hopefully, they stay around. If they do stay around, do you think, I, I think some positives about this could be like now you're going to have the people going to the theaters are going to be people who like that experience. They're going to like, so you're going to be, you're not going to have. The guy on a cell phone or the gal on her cell phone. You're not gonna have the people talking and yammering and being annoying throughout the whole movie. It's like true. you're yeah. gonna have all the people who actually want to be there and enjoy that movie going experience because obviously anyone who's like Hopefully. making it yeah. Well that's the thing. Anyone who's causing this you know, being a distraction or something, you know, being just not there for the movie, they're not gonna go. Because they, they could just it. stay at home and watch it yeah. at this point. Yeah,
1: I, I, I yeah. agree with that to an extent. But like I'll I, my my biggest example, it's a terrible movie to, to to uh, I don't know, to bring up. but uh, So the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. I yeah. still remember going to see that opening night. So it's a fairly big, it's a big DC superhero movie. There was lots of marketing all over the place. Plus it's Ryan Reynolds who was pretty big at that point. I think he had either was on the verge of or just been named people's sexiest man or something so you know he's obviously popping off and i still remember sitting in that theater and there was a guy who was with a bunch of friends clearly didn't give a shit about superheroes and spent the whole movie every five minutes pulling out his phone looking up stuff on his phone or checking his text or whatever he was there for that social part of it that we just talked about too. So you still will have that to a certain degree, I think, but you're right. Hopefully most people that that go to the theater, it'll be even less, it'll be less of that because most people will be there for the experience.
2: Mm -hmm. The guy sounds like an asshole.
0: Yeah. Right. I had a similar experience when we we went to see Joker, there was just like, there's a group of people that's like, being loud, just yelling throughout the entire thing, like cracking jokes about something that would happen, but like literally talking at, at a voice decibel that like my, my this, they're talking this loud. Like I was yeah. eight rows back from them and I could hear them as clear as y'all can hear me right now. Yeah. And it's just like, one, your jokes aren't good. Two, shut up, dude. Like <laughs> There's like a hundred people in here. We don't want to hear, I didn't pay to hear your conversation. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shut up. Like, so that's, that. I think that's a positive. Because I think, like, the overwhelming majority of people who, like, want to do that are kind of people who don't care about the movie. They're not going to go pay to go sit in the movie. They're the kind of people who are going to be like, let's just watch it. It's right here. Um, Another thing is, too, and this is what I think could be the most beneficial, where if this becomes a normal thing, because HBO made a claim that, like, this is just a part of, like, a... Their one year plan, and it's not like it's its a line of BS because this is obviously what they all want to do this. Like, but if they, this is
1: successful, there's no way yeah. they don't. Continue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's because there's just money talks. So, if like, okay. there's no way. Um, but they say this is going to be a one year kind of thing or whatever, right? <laughs> but um, if if so, and even if it's not a like one year thing, what I think another positive movie is that that first positive was kind of for us to viewer. What I think is like I like I said kind of like I don't know like five minutes ago, not five minutes ago, a couple seconds ago. The theaters make like zero money essentially, a very a fraction of, of I don't know, let's say three three out of ten bucks, even though it's maybe one out of ten bucks. Kind of, maybe one percent of the ticket sales go to the actual theater. It kind of varies per movie, depends on the deal they have. So it it just depends. But they don't make a lot of money in the ticket sales, right? What if the new thing going forward is if they're no longer going to have their theatrical window, what if the studios take less money from the ticket sales so that the theaters can have more of that money? True. You know what I mean? Because they're going to have less people going into the theaters. Because if this happens. So I think a positive could be if they, if they're no longer going to have the theatrical window for like to secure, you know, revenue for the theater industry, I think the studios and the theaters should renegotiate the you know, just the price of the tickets and how much you know goes back to the studio and how much goes to the, the theaters. Because if the theaters can at least make more money per ticket, it's going to compensate for them getting less foot traffic in yeah. a lot of ways, and it'll also avoid like you know, if they're getting less foot traffic, the already price gouged popcorn you're gonna be eating will probably go up in somehow. I don't know how it could go up, at 10 bucks for a pack of popcorn is a bit much. But that's what you got to pay when you go to the theater. So, like, I could, it's hard to imagine them saying well, it's going to be 15 now because then people just, they'll just stop going all together. I was going to say, could you imagine that? Like, $15. It's already like, and every time I go and I have to buy it, I'm already annoyed because I have usually dollars on
2: it. Nowadays, though, they've got like refillable popcorn, which is nice. But with the COVID stuff, you know, I don't know.
0: It's still 10 bucks for it. And it's like, how much are you actually going to eat?
2: Covered with the uh, imitation butter. Yeah.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I lo- you know me, right? I eat popcorn every single day. Uh,
2: Rob know. loves his
0: popcorn. popcorn every day. Like, I eat popcorn I eat popcorn. I don't just eat popcorn at the movie theater. There's people out there, that's all. I- nah, dude. You eat popcorn <laughs> every single day of your life. You'll be a lot happier. <right>? They got lots of flavors. You got chocolate. You got, you know, you get the salt, the sweet. Just eat popcorn. It's good yeah. for you. Uh, but yeah, I think that'd be positive. I think that could be beneficial. That's what they should do. In, in a perfect world, the, the, the theater should get more money for the ticket sales. This is how it's going to be if they want to remain in business. Because if, if they outright don't and can't negotiate that, then I don't know. It's just, we're, we're, it's pretty much the final nail in the coffin, not the not yeah. building the box at this point.
1: Yeah, do you know? I, I don't know. I think that, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I'm personally, I'm shocked to see WB move this direction right now, I would have bet money that they would have waited to evaluate how Wonder Woman performed. If if Wonder Woman drove significant numbers of subscriptions to their service, if Wonder Woman viewership numbers were astronomical, I could see them making this call. But to do it without that data in hand, now maybe, maybe the day, the early the preliminary data maybe all the market research is showing that wonder woman is going to be the most watched thing on christmas day or it's it's showing that that maybe they already have seen an increase in subscriptions with the wonder woman announcement maybe there's a direct correlation like subscriptions went up 200% in the week following the announcement of wonder woman so maybe they do have some of that empirical data that they're they're basing this move off of um, I just thought, you know, if, if I had guessed when they would make this move, I would have thought it would have come after they had already done. It. Much like Disney did with Mulan. I mean, Disney clearly tried something with Mulan. By all indications, it doesn't seem to have worked. And Disney has backed away from that. And you see them, got, you see them uh, releasing Soul in a different way now. So um, I'm, I'm really shocked to see this. I think it's going to work out just fine. Um, we'll get into the other aspect of it as far as the theaters in a minute, I think, but I I think as far as people just have a choice, it's just one more choice. Yes. Theaters right now make, you know, you you hear the giant box office numbers of movies making a billion dollars and movies having, you know, $200 million opening weekends. And, and yeah, that revenue will get eaten into some, but, that revenue will be made up elsewhere either in subscriptions or whatever else and and you might not have a megaplex with 15 screens you might have a theater that has 10 screens 5 screens whatever but i just don't see this being a death knell for the for theaters
0: i'll tell you why that they're they're doing it it's kind of genius this is why this is what i think you know, we talked about it before People a lot and a lot of people nowadays they'll they stream service hot, right? Yeah, they're gonna unsub from Disney Plus when Mandalorian's over, right? Kind of thing. Then they'll pick it back up when WandaVision comes out or whatever. But Warner Brothers releasing their entire slate. Why are you gonna unsubscribe?
2: Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. I mean
0: every month you're gonna have a new content. movie coming out. Yeah, there's yep. no there's no point if you if you're if you're interested in it. Well, you gotta think. Like Wonder and, Woman, and if you, then Dune, then Matrix Four, then The Suicide Squad, then whatever. You know what I mean? It's like why? And if you've it?
1: got it, if you're already paying for it, and you, you're paying for it just for that one movie, but it's right there on your streaming device. Hey, maybe you'll start checking out one of their original programs, or maybe you'll start mm. checking out an old TV show that you always wanted to watch, or maybe you'll rewatch something, and then you just kind of get hooked on it. You just mm. get in the habit of. When you go to sit down to look for something to watch, you pop on HBO Max first and just start browsing around. So yeah, I definitely yeah. think that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant move on their part as far as a way to get themselves into that market and and create a space for themselves in a market that's already been established and they were late to the game and getting into.
0: Yeah, because right now they're sitting at half, the, around half the subs of uh, Disney Plus, which they're, just trailing, I don't know, maybe like a third of the way there to to uh, Netflix at this point. So they 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 HBO back still behind the ball, even though te- in technical terms they've been around the longest. Like because it's still just HBO, yeah. but it's, it's so, just rebranded.
1: Yeah. So Rick, you you, as far as I know, you, you like going to the theater occasionally. Yeah. But you're not you're not as diehard as me about it. So Yeah. Does this does this do anything for you? Are you because you're not currently subscribed to HBO Max, are you?
2: Uh no, I'm subscribed to Disney Plus. But
0: um Okay. I so you're gonna unsub after Mandalorian?
2: Well it depends on what comes out. I mean,
0: we'd have all kinds
1: of other shit. You've got you've got one in January, so
2: well Mandalorian spin offs, even or you know, we'll see. True. It's not very expensive, but um I don't know, right I kind now. of like the experience honestly. It sounds bad of like being able to sit on my own couch and uh you know, yeah. make food or whatever it is, have people over and just uh kind of watch it and if there's a part you want to go back and rewatch, you can rewind it or whatever. And um I don't know, I don't mind movie theaters, but even before the COVID thing, I don't really can't even say what like the last time I was at one was. It's just not something I commonly do. So
1: Okay, I, so this yeah. this this is targeted towards someone like you, but does does Warner Brothers let, let's let's put it, does Warner Brothers lineup entice you to sign up for the service? I mean, this, is this a, something? Is, is this a big of news to kind of the the layperson, not the avid moviegoer like me? Is this is this a big enough news for you that you were like, okay, yeah, I'm go, I'm willing to jump in and try it?
2: I'd have to take another look at the uh, Warner Brothers lineup. TV let me H.
0: hit you with this. Theoretically speaking, we know Wonder Woman is coming out Christmas Day. So let's say if January—these these dates aren't correct, but these are movies that are coming out in 2021. Matrix Four, Suicide Squad, Dune. Um, what else have we got? Well, there's Mortal there's just Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean, the, and if they yeah. release those once once every month, I think that sounds good. I mean that's mm-hmm. pretty that make major for
2: what? Fifteen bucks a month?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, a movie. Oh yeah, I mean, a
0: movie ticket a month. Really?
2: That's what I'm saying. But you're getting to see way more movies. And, and you
1: for someone like you, you're getting to see it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, I don't
2: like mm-hmm. going outside. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sign me up. This might help you a little bit, Rick. Here we
0: got. Uh, oh, okay. January. Space Jam. Elvis Godzilla vs. Kong, which we know you're a big kaiju guy. New Space Jam movie. That's sign me up. I'm Elvis obviously. is there like an Elvis movie coming out? Yeah, I guess care. so. Uh yeah. I mean, I'm it looks pretty surprised good. they have these coming back to back. Yeah. Um
2: Judas and the Black Messiah. And Sherlock Holmes 3. Yeah. I mean, I I think that looks good for what fifteen bucks a month.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking what is that thirty. I mean, to be fair, 180 bucks for the year. Yeah, and you're not
0: looking at. uh, Realistically, you there's nothing I would honestly want to sign up for, at least as far as this is concerned, until Kong and Godzilla versus Kong. But then after that, you got all kinds. You pretty much got me. Like, I, I, like, I'm fine with, I, like, the Conjury movies. And, like, it, see, with me, a lot of points, it's just, like, it's a laziness. Like, I don't want to go through the effort of unsubscribing. If I yeah. I'm just going to end up resubscribing. So, it's, like, do I want to put in the effort? It's
2: of, not expensive enough to, like, make that big of a difference. Right. You know, you you know like, what I mean?
0: Yeah. It just kind of depends. And, like, to what you were saying before, Rick, Disney Plus is cheap right now. But, like I said, they're they're able to make $7 billion um in, in profits with one show Mandalorian. It's pretty much it. like <laughs> they've they literally made all the profits with just that. And with only charging six or seven bucks a month or whatever. So they're going to raise it to 10 so they can get $10 billion in profit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's a more competitive price really. Cause right now, yeah, sure. They're making profits and everything, but just like you said, if 15 bucks, isn't very expensive for you to get HBO, then ten isn't going to be too much for them to raise their prices for and get uh, still be subscribed a little bit more money. Yeah, exactly. No one's going to care. You got to think too. Disney Plus is going to be popping off soon. Can you imagine? Like they 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 were able to make these much profits and everything with just Mandalorian. Like for the most yeah. part, that's the only reason people. The biggest reason I'll say the biggest draw they had was Mandalorian. Like that was there right on launch, essentially, right? But soon they're going to have all these Marvel shows. Like, and then they're going to have the spin offs of Mandalorian. So, like, they're going to be in a very similar position even without releasing their entire movie slate because they're putting a lot of like money and time into actually developing original content that people actually like want to watch. You know what I mean? Like, not that uh, like HBO isn't because speaking of original content on HBO Max, I just watched uh, Raised by Wolves, by the way. Because, dude, it's really good. You guys, Mm -hmm. if, if you're into weird sci-fi shit all right then yeah. yes you're gonna love it because if you okay. liked alien and like i don't know just that kind of thing and like the android stuff in alien i guess you know and just like weird just it's weird it's a weird good show it's really good go watch it i binged it like i got it done like quick a like, weird good show it's really good Good and weird because you have like no context. I had zero context going into it. What made me want to watch it was I knew Ridley Scott produced it and directed the first episode. And I saw someone say that there was like like a, an alien tie in or something or like Easter egg or something it's in the and same it, universe. Or whatever. Not so don't get worried that it's a spoiler. It's not the creator of the show and and like confirmed it's not actually a part of the alien universe so I'm not spoiling anything unless you consider disproving something to be a spoiler it's not a spoiler okay it's not but the creator did say it's like a close cousin it could be considered to be like a close cousin to the alien universe or whatever because it was developed with Ridley Scott so I mean yeah i mean the 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 androids bleed white okay just like they did in alien so it, I don't fault anybody, and then like as it goes on, the stuff you see, like I, I don't know, it almost makes me feel like like one day if they really wanted to, they could connect it because there's enough similarities. But yeah. I don't know if you're into that kind of stuff, you'll love Raised by Whoops. Like it's really good. Imagine like uh, I'll give you a quick a quick pitch for it just so you guys are on the same page. If I haven't sold you yet. What, what, the, like the humanity is like kind of like dying off everywhere. They're trying to re like populate other planets. But one of the reasons that uh, humanity is kind of is like dead is there was like a war between uh, atheists and this like religious zealot group. It's not like Christianity, but because they have their own like different God called Soul, so it's like this made up Christian thing, and then that, and then you have androids, and it's like I don't know. If you're into weird shit like that, go watch the show. It's really good. Yeah. So that's my pitch. It's a terrible pitch, but it's good. Go watch it. Um, as far as this HBO stuff goes, though, dude, I don't know. I'm at, I'm excited for it in a lot of ways, and I'm worried for the movie industry at the same time as a consumer. Like unselfishly, as long as I'm getting like I'm, I guess selfishly. Like I know because it's all these are these are unprecedented times for everybody, and like you don't want you know the theater industry to die. I like going to the movie theater and things like that. But as long as like you're getting good content, that's really what I care about. As far as the method in which I'm getting it, yeah, like I, it doesn't really matter to me in a lot of ways, as long as the content's good because what I my biggest fear for all of this is like just getting subpar content cuz they're just going to put it on their streaming service like you know like like a lot of things like you know back you remember like direct to dvd movies Yeah. same kind of concept with like a lot of times when a movie just bypasses theaters and goes straight to a streaming service the, you're left to assume that it was bad like it's not very that's good that's generally the idea yeah, yeah you know, i mean everybody assumes that it's just like some I don't know like a tainted thing like you know I don't know but that, that's my biggest fear so as long as that's n- not going to be the case but, that, but then...
1: that was that also that used to be an indicator of the, the, the monetary value associated with it you could make you know hundreds of millions of dollars by having a film run theatrically versus you know what half of a fraction a quarter of that um, by doing a direct <laughs> to video release so you know you're able to double dip with the theater experience you're able to release it you know in the theater make that money there and then also release it on home video later at least that's been kind of the formula for the past Mm -hmm. and now it's streaming services but that's been the formula for the past what two three decades so yeah i mean it's it's definitely a. a shift, but I think that monetary value. And now that the monetary value has shifted over to the streaming side, I don't think you have to worry necessarily. I think the problem now is going to be I think the competition between the streaming services is going to ensure that the quality remains somewhat high at
0: least. Yeah, well, as long as they're getting that's what kind of made me stop thinking that way is once you realize just how profitable, like netflix and disney plus and like these things have the potential of being there's really no excuse for them to put out piss poor content yeah like like i think it you was if i'm you getting, don't want
1: to give you don't want to give people an excuse to, to quit exactly give All right. them,
0: yeah it's because i think uh what was it? i think disney last year um because like I said they made like 7 billion dollars or projection makes 7 billion dollars in profits from Disney plus by itself. And I think last year all of Disney, Disney parks, merchandising, everything involving like studio, everything, movies, all of Disney made 11 billion. They made 7 just with Disney plus. So it's yeah. like Disney plus by itself at a cheap Six seven dollar a month fee with one show was able to almost generate just as much profit as all of Disney last yeah. year. So it's like you know they don't really have an excuse. Once I once you hear the numbers and see the numbers. It's like, yeah, there's no surprise that they're they don't they just want to focus on their streaming service. You know, it's they they see how much money they make for it, and that's like what well, you were just saying. Why would you give anybody an excuse to want to quit just by putting out you know piss poor content? So once you see and like I don't know, it's just like there's no excuse for them to do it once you, once they make that much money, they 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 don't need the movie to go make a billion dollars at the box office for them to justify spending two hundred million on it if they know they're going to make 7 billion or more uh, just by making good stuff and making people subscribe to their damn streaming service. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Let's move in this is kind of like we're going to consider that its own topic to some degree, but going along with that um, so initially first let us know what you guys think about you know just hbo max releasing let's you know so if we missed anything uh but we've been going on this one for about about a half hour so i want to I want to move on to the next one because it's kind of connected to it so let us know what you guys think about hbo max releasing or not hbo max but warner brothers releasing all of their content on to hbo max during the year 2021 and uh do you think it's gonna have a bs line of them saying it's a one-year planner do you think they're obviously just wanting to go full swing in their streaming service, just like Disney announced they're going to. So let us know in the comment section below. Now, the second one here is AMC's uh, chairman, uh, Adam Black. I think his name yeah, Adam Aaron, rather. Adam Black. Who's Adam Black? I know an Adam Black. Either way. AMC <laughs> came out and said, uh, AMC is obviously not very happy about it. And I think this is kind of ironic. I'm going to read the quote because, like, it is really, like, sounds mad, all right? He sounds mad. But I think it's kind of ironic because it was AMC who just made the deal with Universal to shorten the theatrical window. Like, they made the deal. Like, they, they already... You know, the blood was in the water. Like, they put this into motion, in my opinion. Like, I don't feel Warner Brothers or any other studio would feel the need... To Do this uh, in, in like the kind of blindsided way that they did. If these kind of like, I don't know, things weren't already in motion, you know what I mean? I feel like the blood was already in the water, yeah, because of AMC. So it's kind of I don't know, the irony that AMC is coming out to complain about this is kind of just, I don't know, should really be falling on deaf ears in a lot of ways, but yeah. Um, so they came out and said that these coronavirus impacted times are. He should have just said unprecedented. He, come on. He, he knows these are unprecedented times. And they're charted waters for all of us, which is why AMC signed, signed on to an HBO Max exception to customary practices for one film only, Wonder Woman 1984 being released by Warner Brothers at Christmas when the pandemic appears that it will be at its height. However, Warner now hopes to do this for all of their 2021 theatrical movies despite the likelihood that the vaccines right around the corner and the theater business is expected to recover. Clearly Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. As for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner Brothers does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that pressure our business. Like I said, he, he seems a little mad. Yeah. He seems a little mad. And like I said... Then why would you make the deal with Universal to shorten the theatrical window in the first place? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. And they're saying they've already. Uh, this is the last part of quote. Let's read the rest of it. We have already commenced an immediate and urgent dialogue with the leadership of Warner on this subject. As this issue gets sorted out, we are nonetheless encouraged that vaccines protecting society in a, uh, in, a in a large against the coronavirus are very much at hand. So it is our expectation that movie movie soon will be able to once again uh, to delight in becoming our th- into, into coming to our theaters without any worry, viewing the world's best movies safely in our big seats with our big sound on our big big screen. So yeah, obviously he seemed a little bit mad, but there's not a really big sales pitch there, by any means, because no. if, if even everything he's saying, it's like, you still don't know if what you're saying is even going to be possible. Like, you don't know if the vaccines are coming around the corner. You don't know how many people are going to be able to give the vaccines.
2: Optimistic it's, way of looking at it, but
0: Yeah, sure. it's like, because uh, Adam Aaron, I hate to break it to you, but everybody's been saying that for the past year. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not a new thing to say. And again, I just think this is a little bit ridiculous of all the people. If Cinemark or Regal or someone else would have came out and been complaining, fine. It's like, but but they're the ones who like went behind every other studios, or every yeah every other studios back and every other theater chains back and made the deal with Universal. So like, what are y'all complaining about? Yeah, like, really. You know what I mean? What do you guys think about the AMC whining? I mean, that's the best way I could put it. Like, I know it sucks and it's a shitty situation for the theaters and like. I don't know. For all intents and purposes, though, it ain't show friends, it's show business, right? Yeah. Like, it's trying to make money. The theater's trying to make money. Warner Brothers trying to make money. Because it's like the theaters in a lot of ways are kind of forgetting here, but like, yeah, movies, they've had to close their theaters, but like they do know that the studios haven't been able to put their movies out and make that money that they're complaining about not making themselves, right? Like, the studios are at a loss right now, too. Like, but the studios have a way to make money. Not everybody should suffer. Like, so I mean, I, I find it kind of like selfish in a lot of ways. In all honesty, you can look at it being selfish in both ways, I guess. But at the same time, if there's a solution for one company, they shouldn't just go with the sinking ship. That's kind of yeah. It's kind of fucking stupid. Like, I'm sorry, but like, what do you guys think? I think it's a lot of whining. <laughs> what
1: I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. All right, so here's here's the thing. I think somebody needs to sit down with Double A over there and and have a real conversation with them about the way the world works and and how things. You know, they they are they don't have the means of production. They 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 are the distributor for these items. Yeah, they're the middleman. If they if they can't figure out a way to make their theaters and their experience the most enticing way to view these things then that's kind of on them now i i I realize that's kind of harsh and 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 it's pretty uncaring i know it comes off as uncaring for the theater business and all the people that work in the theater business um i think a lot of movie theaters do it very well um but i also think this idea that you know it's it's like, CD, it's like CD companies, and it's like big retailers like Best Buy and, and other uh, companies that relied on a lot of um, sales of, of CDs and, and, and uh, DVDs and stuff. When, when streaming started to become a thing, yeah, it would have been nice if they would have been able to force the, the studios to continue providing their stuff to them only and not send it out streaming. But that isn't a reality of the way the world works now. And that's not a reality of the way a lot of people want to consume their stuff. So it's, it, the, the, it's on the theaters to figure out how to compete in the world, the way it is now. And that's unfortunate. And it may mean that they have to scale back their business and their business model doesn't, isn't as big as, as it once was. Um, But that's true for a lot of people. When there's growth in one area, it usually comes at the expense of another area. So um, I feel bad for him. I, I, you know, obviously we've just got done talking about how much I love the theater experience. I don't want to see theaters go away, but I also we live in a capitalist society, and this is the way capitalism works. You yeah. know, if there's if there's if there's a, a method out there that people like and and people find a way to take advantage of that, that's the you know. So I, I just I, I don't know. I think I think all these veiled threats that he's making about we're going to find the best financial. It's like. You know what, buddy? You're gonna if you if you take this stance, if you take this approach of be playing, trying to play hardball with the, the the theater or the I'm sorry, the production companies and the distributor the, the movie theater. What am I trying to say? The people with who the have the hardball.
0: content they need to survive. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. If you if you start start trying to play hardball with, them mean, you don't find a way to actually work. Um, right in the hand. Nicely with them. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't find a way to work with them and, and do try and do what's best for your, your employer, your, and your shareholders, you're going to find yourself on the wrong side of this, where your competitors are probably going to end up figuring out a way to make it work and, and and continue business as, as they'd like to. So.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. Like, like I was just saying with like the, like the numbers ever like, you see, in a, the studios are seeing that, like, unfortunately, they don't need the, the theaters anymore to make billions of dollars a year. Like, unfortunately, like that's just the way it is. Do we lose yeah. John or are you, Frozen? John, say I'm something. Frozen? Yeah, you're good. Am you I'm should frozen? you should unfreeze. Though I can hear you. Um okay. You've been unfreezing at least uh, by itself. So we'll see. We'll see if you unfreeze yeah. in a minute. But yeah, I think uh, like you said. The theaters need to make... What is it, like, adapter die? Is that the saying? Or, like, evolve or die? One? I think it's adapt. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something like that. But, a... like, in, like, AMC of all the, uh, the theater chains... Like, AMC is my favorite theater chain to go to. So, like... Is it? Yeah, I'm not dogging on AMC, but I just think that the comments are stupid in a lot of ways. Because, kind of like you said, it's like... It, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, you're going to, like make veiled threats and things that like you you need the studios more than they need you and they do that now they have their own means of distribution and like they don't they don't need to put it in theaters right now to make billions of dollars you you should be you should be doing more to i don't know not come off as dickish yeah
1: (laughs) well i mean here here's the reality of the situation what 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 leverage does the theater have? A theater's leverage is, I don't show your movie. So let's say AMC decides, you know what? We're not going to show Warner Brothers movies in our theaters because we don't like the way that they're handling the distribution. Well, if if Warner Brothers just makes a ton of money... And Disney and Paramount and Universal all look over at Warner Brothers and say, "Well, well, crap! They're making you know their 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 earnings reports are you know two times what ours are, and they're doing everything streaming. They're going to start copying that model, and AMC will just lost all of their you know all of their product. Mm-hmm.
0: Drive
2: so, themselves into the ground.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I don't know. I don't know what more they could do because, like I said, AMC like just before the the pandemic hit, they've spent I forget what the number, like five billion dollars or something, um remodeling all their theaters, putting in like the recliner seats and everything, putting in <laughs> as many Dolby Atmos, like uh, speaker systems, laser protection, you know, all this like they were doing everything in their power to make their theaters in like most places in, in most of their chains anyway, um, the best theater going experience you possibly could have. Like they were and then they also had the AMCA list, the subscription plan. So you can see three movies a week for 20, like, I mean, for $20 a month, there's a great deal. Like, and it's awesome. They yeah. have dining dine in theaters. Like this, this is all why they were my, they're my favorite chain to go to. It's, it's the best experience, uh, at least around me that, that I've had. Yeah. So like, I like going and those, to have a recliner, like it's all good.
1: And those are all things, those are all things that they, they're smart inventive ways to make their theater enticing for people to come instead of just relying on the fact that, well, you can only see the movie here. You know? Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: So, you know, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what more they could do. Cause like, that's all good. I like the thing is now, if, if they go to learn, if, we're now finding out obviously that a lot of people like Rick, like the idea of being able to stay at home and, and do their thing. Right. So they need to fi- figure out more ways to make that even more, bring that, into the theater like they need to find more ways to do it because like let like, me
2: bring my dog in right <laughs> well,
0: i think they like the dining in ones i feel give the closest experience to that but like maybe take it a step further and have like like they've a lot of theaters have been doing now like they've been renting out the the whole rooms to people and like during the pandemic and everything so you can just run out the entire theater you can bring in game consoles you can do play your own movie play a movie that they're allowed to be playing right now whatever you want to do like doing things like that but maybe like I don't know maybe not have the big 100 seat theaters anymore maybe have smaller ones that people could just come and do like similar things with you know I don't know
2: like give them other streams of revenue
0: yeah like yeah you, and you know I don't know I don't know I'm not the one who owns AMC or any theater chain that needs to figure it out but like if you know like that's what the consumer is striving for is like you know more control more freedom and try to design you know more ways to do that like
1: well and the one th- we i mean you you talked about it. so they, they've gotten better about this with some of these subscription services and, and you know three movies for 20 bucks a month but which is great but but most people i think their impression this is something the theaters need to work on is it's going to cost a family of four what 80 bucks after food and everything to go see a two-hour movie and you know when you hold that cost up between tickets and food and concessions and stuff when you hold that cost plus the time to get to the theater pack everybody in the car get home all that when you add in all the factors versus the convenience and the the cheaper cost of streaming it's understandable why people don't want to deal with all that so so they need to start looking at you know is is the premium that their their experience costs worth it? you know can they can they justify you know a family let's say a family of four goes to a movie every week that's eighty bucks um for like what four movies would be eight hours of content roughly um is is that worth the same cost as a family of four going to an amusement park for a day, which is also eight hours of content, but they have multiple different things they get to when you start you know, comparing different experiences, entertainment experiences together, movies kind of come up on the high side of things. And I think that a lot of families feel that. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. Like, that's the thing. Like, it, that's one of the main reasons that I think I probably s- stop going a lot of the time. Because it's like, if I take me and the kids, it's, I got paid for five tickets. Yeah. And then if we all get food, it's like, it quickly... Going to see one movie turns into a hundred fifty dollar venture, and it's yeah. like, okay, if I could just pop it on my seventy seven inch TV I just got <laughs> for the price of one ticket, why would I not do that? It's ten times cheaper, yeah. like sure, you know, and I have a lot more freedom. Like I can get whatever food I want. I know the food isn't going to be good. That's another thing that like I, it's that's a different thing. Not but if yeah. you're cooking it. No. no,
2: do what? N- nothing. I said not if you're cooking it,
0: but. <laughs> I just made you a lavash bread pizza.
2: It and was fantastic.
0: It. Yeah. I suggested he geez, make his own restaurant. Exactly. That's right. Pizza. And my food is great, dude, and it's good for you. That's the point. <laughs> that's important. Yeah. Builds you up. Low calories. Low calorie dense foods. All right. Shout out to Greg Ducet. Shout out <laughs> to Greg Ducet. Um, but yeah, they just need to think of ways to because that's the thing too. When you compare it to other other things that people can do with their time, like the movie theater in a lot of ways is cheap for as you start to increase the numbers of people going like i said five if i'm looking at buying five tickets five things of food not economically you know not fiscally responsible in a lot of ways it's you know i mean like especially for most you know anyone not in the one percent you know like especially if you like to go see multiple movies like at a time like that's why i think uh the last final kind of final thought I have and we'll wrap it up with the a-list thing. It always bothered me because like, even if I got it for like me and my wife, for instance, I I couldn't use my, like if I have three movies a week, I can't like use one of my three movies with a guest. Like they have to buy their own ticket. So even if I wasn't going to go use them and I like, that's one way they can make that better right there Just say you get you know, 12 movies three a credits. month. Yeah. what? Just yep. use them for whatever. You can use it for a guest. You can use it for you, whatever you want to do. Easy. See, solution. we have, like.
1: I have, I have a Cinemark and you know, I'm on Cinemark's plan and they give you just credits. And so I, I can use those credits. If I, have, if I have four credits banked up because I haven't gone to see a movie for four months, I can use all for that for me and three other people. If I want, um, you know, that's, that's a much, that's better. Great. The flex, yeah. the, fl- the flexibility is much better.
0: Yeah, because that's what bothered me. And, for, like, and at first, since it was still cheaper in the end for me to spend 20, like, so 40 bucks a month for me and you know my wife to have an A-list, as opposed to going and seeing three movies, it's more expensive. So it was still cheaper, but at the same time, I'm not actually seeing all 12 of those movies, so it was kind of dumb. I'm just like, You know what I mean? See, so yeah, that was my yeah. biggest complaint with A-list. So if they change it to match the more of the, the cinema plan, that's a lot better like yeah. and that would that would entice me much more to go like and then know. the other
1: thing about cinemark is you can it, it, like let's say i only have one credit but i want to take two other people i can add additional tickets for a reduced rate i'm not paying the full movie mm-hmm. going I'm paying the cinemark you know movie club price for those tickets which is a cheaper rate which helps too so
0: yeah yeah that's much better that sounds a lot better like, i don't know what the price is or anything but like that sounds good. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Doing things like that, though, being more proactive, making things a little bit more inclusive, that's really, that's what they need to be doing. Not being, like, I don't know, spiteful in a lot of ways. I just thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, in a lot of ways, I totally understand where, like, the AMC, Aaron Aaron Adam Aaron's coming from. But at the same time, like I said, the theater industry is on the sinking ship right now, more so than anything. Yeah. And they don't need to bring For everybody sure. else down with them. Like, like, if if the, stu- the studios haven't been making money this year either, like, not as much as they would have been. Like, great. Yeah. They've been able to release their stuff yeah. on there and whatever. Yeah. But it's that's, not the same. It's not the same. But it's, and that's, that's the, it's their movies. Like, they should still be able to explore any avenue they can to make money. Like, just, it, it's not really on them that no one can go to the theater, you know? So, it's I don't know. It's kind of unfair. I totally get that it's unfair for, on both sides in a lot of ways, but... Like I said, not everybody needs to suffer. Like, you know, so I don't know. What do you guys think about all this? I know that we went on for this one for quite a bit of time. So, but it's a big topic. I'm sure we could still keep going if we really wanted to, but we're going to move on here and uh, let us know what you guys think about all this stuff down in the comment section below. All right, guys, so we are going to fly through these uh, last four topics that we had prior to our Mandalorian spoiler discussion for Season 2, Episode 6, The Tragedy, because uh, the last topics we had, we went, on, we went on, like I said, we went on for like 50 minutes, so we're going to speed through these last ones. Uh, I guess, luckily, in a lot of ways, there's not a whole lot to talk about on them, other than there's just some cool, uh, there's some good news about it. a couple casting calls, and then uh, the... Uh, now I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember, but we'll get to it here once I pull him up. The first one we got is uh, Oscar Isaac himself is popping off. Like he just he was just cast as Moon Knight. Now he is cast as Solid Snake in the Metal Gear movie. It's being directed by Jordan Vault Roberts, who recently directed the uh, Kong Skull Island movie. Not Godzilla vs. Monster Kong Skull Island, and uh, it was okay. I mean, what no. I mean,
2: Oscar Isaac just seems like too goofy of a dude to play somebody like Solid Snake. I mean, like that's
0: Oscar Isaac's a, a great Oscar actor, dude. but
2: I think of like Poe, just like, huh? Yeah,
0: he's not like Poe though. No, like, like Solid yeah, Snake's like char- a Clint you?
2: Eastwood kind of character. Like
0: what Clint Eastwood's like uh, ninety years old. Like,
2: no, just I mean, like that, like straight faced,
0: like just straight. To Ex the Machina,
1: Sh- sure. Yeah,
0: Ex Machina. Man, that movie was good, and he was intense in that. Like, dude, Oscar Isaac's phenomenal. Yeah, like he was. I I watched. Uh, I watched Life Itself. Not a good movie, but like, dude, he was really good in it. Like, okay. like in the first. Don't, I don't recommend watching it, but he was really good in it. There was another movie he did that I heard was really good with uh, Christian Bale. forget what it was called, but he's supposed to have a really good performance in that. Still, I've got around to watching it though. So, I'm, I'm really excited for this because, uh, unlike Rick here, I've seen a lot of Oscar, Isaac, Oscar Isaac's work, and uh, he is a perfect choice for Solid Snake, in my opinion. Like, granted, I haven't played a lot of the Metal Gear games, but as far as I know, and from everything I do know and have seen, I think it's a primo choice. And he's like, a great actor. So,
2: I like that mullet, the Solid Snake mullet. Yeah. He's got to have the headband like over his eyebrow. Yeah. The right. entire movie, basically. I
0: don't know if he'll have the a, a, a mullet in this, but we'll have to just wait and see. Uh, John, you, John, Rick, you guys got anything else you want to add about this? I'm just excited to see it. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped. I heard uh, the only thing I will add is I heard Jordan Vaught Roberts, uh, the, he, he's writing and directing this, and I watched an interview with him probably like a year or so ago. He's been like working on trying to get this movie developed for like a long time. And, like, I just... He's someone who knows what the franchise is. Like, he is a big fan of Metal Gear Solid. He's, you know... It's the kind of person you want behind it in some way. You know what I mean? Because he understands the lore. He's a fan of it. Which not is not always a good thing. But, like, I watched an interview and, like, this, he, he had a lot of passion for it. So, it makes me more excited that, uh, you know, he's involved with it. And, like, they're actually he was able to to get the thing made because you know, a lot of times like we, like we just talked about with the predator thing like Fox like has Shane black making a predator movie. Then all of a sudden he's got the other guy making a predator movie. And it's like a lot, like a lot of these times you you know, there's someone out there like, you know, Jordan here who's been working on something for years when the studio takes a pitch from, you know, someone they're friends with and they make some shitty, you know, resident evil movie kind of thing. You know what I mean? Which not what we want, which they were. To it. I said, which they were. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited about this. What do you guys think? I think it's cool. A cool character.
1: I mean, yeah, more of Oscar Isaac isn't bad. I just hope it doesn't interfere true. with Moon Knight. Uh, you know, I mean, I just, you start yeah. hearing about him taking on multiple roles at the same time. It's like,
0: mm. well, dude, I mean, that's, that's the thing. True. He's, he's, he's going to be soon be king of the genre of dudes, man. He was Poe Dameron, he was Apocalypse. He's Moon yeah. Knight, and now he's Snake. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's popping off, dude. Like he's it's good stuff, man. And I like I said, I think he's great actor. I love Oscar Isaac. So more Oscar Isaac, I'm good with it. And uh, probably of anything though, I'm definitely looking more forward to Moon Knight. But this is good. This will be good too. This will be really good. So hopefully it's good anyway. Well, Have, I, have you speak.
1: have you played Rick? Have you played? Any of the Metal
2: Gear games? Yeah, I played uh, back on like PS One, just like Metal Gear Solid. And uh, what was that? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it was kind of an interesting game. I didn't play like that much into it or anything. And I know there's a lot of other ones that came out besides that. But there was that other character from the Metal Gear games. Was it Raiden? Yeah, yeah, the uh, cyborg ninja guy. I always thought that that guy was cool. Not that I'm expecting that in this or anything. But what uh,
0: Jordan was talking about him in the interview oh really because that was like
2: i i forget what the metal gear rising that was yeah that was that good, was good yeah. game. it was fun to play at least
1: so i was late to the playstation party i didn't start playing playstation until the ps3 came out and mainly because i wanted a blu-ray player um it was like the cheapest best way to get a blu-ray player i know but i played i played one of the metal games that came out on that and it was a good game it was just very slow. it's it's very yeah, right. much a stealth um, a stealth game. and so I was I was coming from the world of like action first person shooters and stuff and it's a different type of game. So I had a hard time making that adjustment just because I didn't play a lot of stealth games like that. So I don't have the fondness for the series that I think some people do, but I hope they do well with that. I mean the, the idea, the premise of a stealth espionage, you know, uh, for, hero of fortune type role sounds sounds. Like it's custom made for the for the theater, so for movies. So
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I know there's a lot actually, I've never played through like all of them because I think like you, the first one I actually went to play was the one on PS3. And mm-hmm. uh from what I understand, none of them are actually like that game. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, there's like giant robots and like uh, oh, yeah. So there's cyborg like uh riding dude like they're like that one because if if it's the same one that uh, I was playing, you start out like in the jungle and you literally gotta yeah. like crawl through shit. Yeah, that that yeah. one is not like any of the other games. So, Interesting. And I, and okay. I think that one of all the ones actually had a lot of like uh, backlash and like it wasn't really like a good one supposedly. Okay. But because like I have friends and like there's other people out there who are just like super diehard, you know, Metal Gear fans and like I never knew why because I never really. I played like Counter Strike and World of Warcraft for the last fifteen fucking years. That's like that's literally yeah. the only things I've really been yeah. playing like consistently, and uh, so like it, it. I'm very simple, <laughs> but I do like. Uh, I, I gotta say though, Death uh, Demon Souls has been really fun. So just like it, it's re, it reawakened my Bloodborne fun because, like I said, I I own Dark Souls one, two, and three, but like I. I booted them up and like never felt like spending a ton of time playing them. And it was kind of the same way with these. Like I have so many people who just love them and just, you know, praise the damn franchise, but it's just something I never just got around to like playing. I don't have anything against them, but I did try to play that one that you were talking about and I did not like it. And, but then like, I saw these like clips online people talking about it. There's like a giant, like literally like a giant mech thing that like, yeah, those are cool. Yeah. It's like, so it's From what I heard with this uh, director fella talking about, like he's going more with uh, like the original kind of approach to it. So,
1: well, I Uh, certainly hope so. If that's if that's what the fans are tied to, I think I think the one thing that we've seen from genre films in the recent past is that if you stick to what makes it work in its original its original idea, its original inception, uh, that tends to translate into better better adaptations
0: so yeah. i hope that they definitely do that yeah absolutely we'll just have to wait and see but the question is guys what do you think about oscar isaac being cast to play solid snake himself in metal gear what do you think about jordan Vogt roberts uh, being uh, writing and directing it and uh what next is that's it just let us know down in the comment section below all right guys so our next topic here sort of uh not really in the same i guess it's only connected because of uh moon knight in a lot of ways and we were just talking about oscar isaac but some the full cast list for the Hawkeye series has came out because they've they recently started filming it and there are some interesting interesting names on there. Uh primarily one that I find to be the most interesting. We'll get into it in just a second. Um, uh, but we got Vera Farmiga being joining the cast. We have uh God, yeah, what else have we got here? Uh Haley Steinfeld like confirmed and there was recently so uh, like some set photos and stuff uh per shooting. Uh, she's playing Hawkeye's daughter. Uh, then we got uh, what well, we got Florence Pugh, who is the most interesting one because she is playing uh, Black Widow's sister in the Black Widow movie. So we have some tie-in there. So that is—I uh, say it for the fifth time now—that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> then we got Frophy, not familiar with Frothy, Tony Dalton, not familiar with either. And then I—this I, is going to be the day of book butchering. Alakwa Cox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not laughing. It just sounds like you're saying something else. It sounds like you're saying something else. Okay. And then Zon McLarnon, who was uh, recently in Dr. Sleep. And then he was in the show Longmire. Uh, I like him. He's cool. Uh, I'm not familiar with the other ones. The Cox, man. (laughs) It sounded like you said, I like ya cocks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what that's what I heard as I said it. Like, I oh, like my God. Cocks. So yeah. I, I apologize. I apologize, Alakwa. Okay? I, I'm sorry. But, uh, again, the interesting thing about this was the connection to Black Widow. Because uh, everyone's been kind of assuming that uh, Winter Soldier would have some, like, tie-ins with Black Widow. And maybe, like, they weren't able to release... You know, Black. You know, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier before Black Widow before Falcon Winter Soldier came out because there'd be tie-ins and all that kind of stuff. But you know, with the addition of Florence Pugh, I mean, that right away in the case there's going to be some tie-ins with Black Widow in some capacity. Maybe not directly tied to the movie, but a character we're getting introduced to for the first time in Black Widow is appearing in this. So, what do you guys think? You guys excited for the Hawkeye show? Can you just casting anything? I think the most exciting about is probably Vera Farmiga, but
2: where? What is she from?
0: She, you know, lots of she's in *Base Mattel. She's in *Godzilla: King of the Monsters* most recently. Um, she was awesome. in up in the
1: up in the air, right? With George Clooney. Yeah, the-
0: she was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know why, but I watched it. Did you watch that movie? Did up in the it? air. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a good movie. It was. It was good. It was good. Yeah. It's not, it's not the kind of movie we would normally top on the show and everything, but it's like, so it's a good movie though. It's
1: more of a serious drama type. Yeah. Movie, yeah,
0: it um, was good. She's good. Yeah, too. she's great.
1: I'm yeah. super excited for the Hawkeye series, though. Like, uh, they, they, they've some set photos came out this week, and they've they've got shots of Haley is, is Steinfeld. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Yep. Um, as as Kate Bishop and. Uh, I'm super pumped for that. And also they have Pizza Dog, um, which is uh, pulled directly from a, one of the best, not just best Hawkeye runs, but one of the best comic runs of the past decade.
2: Pizza um, Dog? Big words.
1: Pizza, pizza Dog. Um, yeah, it, it was, it's just like if you want some good, like some character-driven storytelling with, with some good, like just basic superhero guy, street level guy trying to do right by his neighborhood, and 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 and, and just kind of always being a fuck up despite all his attempts to not be. Uh, I can't recommend Matt Fraction's uh, Hawkeye run enough. And anyway, Kate Bishop and Pizza Dog um, were heavily involved in that run, and I'm hoping that this series. I'm I'm assuming this series takes some cues from that run, so I'm super excited about it. Yeah, should be.
0: i would imagine Uh, of all the the hawkeye or not hawkeye but of all the mcu shows the hawkeye one was the one i was least excited about not because like hawkeye is like a bad character or anything like that it's even even with like black widow and uh honestly in some degree even like wandavision i would have never thought there would be a lot you could do with them in their own setting because like if you were doing Wanda from like X Men, because like this Wanda isn't really that Wanda, I could totally see you doing stuff. But that's like more, I've always felt like big movie stuff. But like now that we know what they're doing with WandaVision, it makes a little bit more sense how like what they're doing. But I've just never thought there'd be too much you could do. Like we're getting a She Hulk show. Like, what are you going to do with a She Hulk show? You know, what I mean, there's just, they're just things that like in my mind, yeah, I don't know why I needed it.
1: She Hulk's a lawyer. So you get, you get your legal drama i, I you know back, if they go that route it'd be, it. you wouldn't yeah. like
0: her when she's angry it'd be fun <laughs> if they go that route though like if it is like a procedural like a law and order but with she hawk you know oh, yeah. it'd be cool i mean there's a reason law and order and ncis and all those shows lasted as long as they did like,
1: well it'll be interesting to see how it'll once she hawks out it'll be extremely interesting to see how they balance that aspect of her life with the action part of it much in the versus how did, like a show like daredevil did it mm. Um because daredevil also featured a lawyer and, but it skewed a lot more yeah. towards the superhero aspect of it. The lawyer stuff while it, it had its place, it didn't factor. It there, wasn't yeah. like even, it wasn't like an even 50, 50 split.
0: Yeah. It was, was, right. It was like, uh, there was like, he didn't try any cases unless they had something yeah. to do with daredevil. <laughs> Yeah, like, which, which, which by the it. way,
1: apparently uh, December first. I mean, this past week, uh, the rights for Daredevil reverted back to Marvel instead of Netflix. So apparently mm-hmm. there was a big, there was a big uh, online petition campaign to revive um, the Daredevil show, and uh, apparently Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, the kingpin of the Daredevil show, was uh, adding lending his support to it. So. I I, do, I I don't know that this will be a uh, Snyder cut scenario, but I wouldn't mind seeing a comeback.
0: Of all the things to make a comeback, I'm totally fine with that. That and honestly, dude, of, of all the things, at least as far as Marvel Netflix goes, if I if I had it my way, Charlie Cox would still be Daredevil, and uh, John Bernthal would still be Punisher. Because that dude, they nailed that stuff. Like. Yeah. Like, granted, it was, like, that character that was written then, and I don't know if Kevin Feige's going to want his Daredevil and his Punisher to... To be like that. Yeah, so, like, that's kind of the only caveat there, and, like, I have no reason to really doubt Kevin Feige at this point. So, I don't know. like, But, yeah, if I could, I've, especially with how Daredevil Season uh, 3 ended, kind of wanted to see where it was going. Um Punisher, like, you could kind of say loosely wrapped up in a lot of ways, but he never really got to be full. I feel like even with season one and two, he was never full-on Punisher. He was still just dude with gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. I, I'd i love to see him come back, but I doubt it's going to happen. But uh, Vincent is Kingpin, though, also perfect casting. Like, of all, of all the castings that Kevin Feige had nothing to do with, <laughs> they nailed those ones like, mm-hmm. like, for sure. So, but, uh, yeah, let uh what do you guys think? Let us know about all this Hawkeye stuff. Are you excited to see the Hawkeye show? Are you like me? Cause my kind of point to with, uh, not to say, like I said, I didn't, I don't dislike Hawkeye or anything like that. So don't misquote me. I just, uh, I like them like black widow, Hawkeye, you know, They've all been just really good in like the supporting roles and I love seeing them in those supporting roles. Uh, Not that they can't be in their own show because they obviously can be in their own show in their own movie. It's just never been characters I would have been personally super compelled to like, I don't know, see or make a show of myself. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That Kind of thing, but what do you guys think about the casting information? And are you excited for the Hawkeye show? Let us know down in the comment section below, all right, guys. So, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm combining these two because they're similar in subject matter, not by like genre necessarily, but just it's two shows that began production. That, uh, one, I wasn't even aware of the start of production, and I guess I really wasn't aware of either of them until I read it. It's kind of a stupid thing to say. So, either way, one. The Cassie Andor show was confirmed by Diego Luna that it has begun filming. That's so cool. that's I know that's really good. Because I think that's been something that's kind of we've been hearing all the news about Obi-Wan and all this stuff and when it's gonna happen. Everyone's been talking about Obi-Wan. Obviously, everyone's been talking about Mandalorian because it's just popping off right now. But then, you know, all the news is coming out about what who's gonna get what spin-off in Mandalorian is, you know, is it Bo Katan? Is it Ahsoka Tano? Is a Boba Fett like you know whatever like who knows maybe that's but that's been the talk of the town and it's like everyone forgot like
1: it's, it's probably Frog Lady.
0: Damn it, you're probably
1: yeah baby. yeah yeah. That's probably
0: honestly, eggs We got to see those Herder kids eggs. grow up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you never Cute know. Cute little tadpoles. Yeah, like for sure, it could be. Um, who else? Who else would be a good one? who has been a good you know' what would have been a cool show the what's his name the guy he's dead, but uh the little dude who died in the first season the little dude oh uh, oh,
3: yeah. Quill. uh quill yeah Quill. quill.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah it' would have been cool this his little adventures on the farm just help. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's he spoken
0: <laughs> then like maybe they bring IG- i g eight or i g eleven back always just want to say i g eighty eight Ig88, uh, yeah, yeah, that's Empire. I would like to see Ig11 come back. I was real disappointed when they killed him. I was, yeah, I was too. He became
2: very likable.
0: Yeah, with like come on. But but a cool way to uh yeah, cool for him.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. It was a it was a hero's death. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, sacrifice. but this casting show was announced back when Disney Plus was announced, and it's been like the one that's had the least, I don't know, talk and kind of traction on. But i finally working on it, and. Oddly enough, like of all the Disney Star Wars stuff to come out, at least prior to Mandalorian, the project that he was a part of being Rogue One was arguably the best one. So I don't know. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm glad that this is moving forward because this is this is exploring a time period that even though it's again just like sticking in a familiar time period, which is annoying, but it's at least with with his character in the beginning of Rogue One. I always say like uh, that opening like kind of scene with him was like the first kind of indication that you know in Star Wars gave us that like the rebels aren't these clean cut just good guy dudes like and, you know it, it's a it was the first indication you know first time on screen we displayed it. like it was a gray area there yeah. like you know they had, it was war you know it's it's espionage
1: it's, is a dirty business
0: yeah and so it's like that's compelling and like Diego Luna played the character very well and then obviously um, our boy Alan Tudyk is gonna be coming back as uh, K2SO. K2SO. So yeah. like that's good because arguably speaking K2SO is probably one of the best parts about oh, I, like yeah. I
2: watched Rogue One today. Did you? Yeah. And uh, it's
0: a good movie. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Are you excited about the spin-off?
2: What am I like not excited about? Like a Star Wars <laughs> <one>. <laughs> after fair. The Mandalorian, it's like no, right I'll, tell on.
0: You, I'll tell you when. Rise of Skywalker.
2: Yeah. What? Because you
0: just saw Last Jedi, so there's no way you were excited for Rise of No.
2: <laughs> then you see the movie and you walk out just like,
0: yeah, exactly. The most. Uh, that's why Rogue One is somehow not like somehow, but I don't know. It'd be, it's kind of you would never probably thought that you would say that some Star Wars spinoff was better than like the the a saga. You know. Yeah. You know, but what, John? What do you think about this? Are You excited for it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, they've established themselves with The Mandalorian is now, and especially now. I mean, it, well, the first season was on a fluke. They, they, you know, they're able to continue that quality and consistency into season two. So I, I have plenty of faith that they've they've realized where to let the reins loose a little bit more and let the let the creators do create something that's unique and special. Um, and so hopefully that that'll carry over to this
0: show, which I have some confidence in. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm yeah. excited. Hopefully it uh, stays in the vein of that opening scene. I want to see more of that kind of stuff. More yeah. Sort of thing. This of all the shows, because like I first thought with like Mandalorian, like we don't need lightsabers in this show. You know I mean? It doesn't need to have Jedi stuff in it, but then like as it goes on and you see the dark saber and Ahsoka Tano, it's like okay, you can make it work, and it all still mean, it yeah, all makes sense, and it's cheesy. fine. Yeah, but like it wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense in the show. But who knows? Maybe I don't know. If the, here's the thing, I like Jedi's, I like sis, I like I like lightsabers. So if they find a way to make it work, I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? But I just want them to explore more of that gray area and the rebel the rebel stuff. So more than anything, so. Questions, guys. What do you think? Uh, were you like me? And really, I mean, I guess this was news. I don't know why I keep saying, like, I didn't even know this happened. This news, like, just broke. So, I mean, it is what it is. But what do you guys think about the Casting and Andor show finally being in production? Are you excited to see it? Are you like me? And hope that they uh, kind of keep this one, you know, a little bit more close to the best. Focus on the Rebel stuff. Show a little bit more of, you know... The dirty work they gotta do. Because that's uh that's what I find most compelling about this. So you let us know down in the comment section below. All right, so our penultimate topic here, before we get into our Mandalorian spoiler review, is another show that has begun production that I've been personally very excited to, to to see happen because I'll tell you what, it's it's the uh oh my god, where where am I here? It is the House of Dragon Game of Thrones show. And of course, you can submit topics and questions show by emailing us. I keep hitting that button. Um, the House of Dragon show, the spin-off series of Game of Thrones. And I've been excited for this because not so much because of the, the show. The, the game, the... Everybody knows that everyone's disappointed with how Game of Thrones ended. All right. Everybody knows. But I read all the books. I read the, sh- the book that this is based off of. I've, I've read all the damn books. Mm-hmm. So if they stick. He's read the books. I read the books, dude. If, if they stick to the, the book this is based off, Fire and Blood. There's some great stuff in there. They're obviously going to have to expand on it a lot because if if you read the books, you know that it's not like, it's not really, it's not really like about one thing. So like, I don't know. I don't want to like get into anything like too specific by means, but it's good stuff and I'm looking forward to it because in a way I want it to, for one, I really love the world. I love the world of what, you know westeros and all that stuff it's good stuff and the books are a lot better than like if you thought the show was good i know everybody who reads the books of any material prior to me and says this but the books actually are better there's a lot of stuff mm. in the show that uh like i was just telling john like off camera there's like three main storylines in the books and they're like big deal things that aren't even touched upon in the show and it's like now you could speculate. Do, does 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 that mean that they just go nowhere in the books? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe not. Who knows? But anyway, there's been one uh, casting uh, news for him, and the the guy who's going to be playing uh, King Viserys. Oh God, where where did his name go? It's Patty Considine, and I if you remember, what he was just in um, the show on HBO, The Outsider and uh which he was good in that he was really good in that but if you if you're uh this was a deep cut when i first saw him he's the cop from the the meme in a gif the meme gif of uh hot fuzz you remember the like the the shitty cops in hot fuzz like you don't remember him vaguely like he was when i first saw him when i was watching the outsider I if I could recreate the meme, I would. I'll just pull it up the GIF, and then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. When I saw him though, I was just like, that's that guy. <laughs> it is the only other thing I had seen him in at this time, other than the outsider. And how like I just I don't know. It's probably just because I like memes. So like I don't know. But uh what do you guys think? Did you guys like Game of Thrones and did you like how it ended? And are you excited to see like anything else in this world come up?
2: Uh I thought it was all right. It was just a little bit long and hard for me to follow after a while, but I'm sure it'll be successful, knowing with how uh, Game of Thrones did, so.
0: As long as it's good.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll try and answer your questions in order. Did I like Game of Thrones? I loved Game of Thrones. I loved the first, like, four or five seasons of Game of Thrones. Did I like the ending? No, I hated the ending of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so much so that this show sounds amazing to me, and it sounds like what I... I mean, this show is, like, Oh my God! You're telling me I'm going to get like knights and armor and fighting and but then you're also going to give me like multiple dragons. It's not just going to be like dragons every occasionally. Like they're they're full on. Like they have these dragons. These dragons are a part of their lives. It's not just one character that has a few pet ones. Like oh, this yeah, sounds am- this sounds amazing. But I have that bad taste left in my mouth from the way that season yeah from the way the game of thrones ended and um so i will see i mean i'm sure i'm sure i mean i'm not uh, i'm gonna watch it i mean that's just all there is to it Uh, as we've established i'm gonna have hbo max so i'm gonna watch it um because again i'll i'll always hope that i can recapture that magic and that glory of the early days of Game of Thrones with this, and then hope for a better ending. I guess um, at least this one, the ending is kind of established. You know where the where the show goes, so there won't be a surprised character that that acts completely out of anything that was to be expected um, going into the series finale. So,
0: we'll I do, Here's the thing, Danny was that's where she was supposed to go. They just rushed it. That was the problem. It's because to the viewer, the way they portrayed everything, it felt like it was out of left field, but it's not. It's not out of left field. It's just they made it feel like it was out of left field. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I, I understand. I understand why they did it. I understand the whys. I understand the the, the 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 history there. Um but again, we've said it before on this show, you know, show me, don't tell me. No, it's and, true. and they didn't they didn't show that with her. They just they, not, she, yeah, not
0: well enough, for sure.
1: She was presented as this, she was presented as the 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 opposite side of the coin of her brother. And if her brother had done it, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Her brother's an asshole. This guy, of course he would do something like that. But Danny seemed to be the opposite. She was the softer part of the Targaryen line. The, the, you know, I don't understand why all the Targaryens had to be bad. Why she had to be bad because she was a Targaryen. Um, or had to have that streak in her. So well, anyway, her her, her other big more.
0: brother was good. Rhaegar, he was good. Okay, John. Okay. So, yeah,
1: Rhaegar. So Rhaegar was good. Why couldn't she Spoiler have been alert. hard? You know, why I, why why couldn't she have been the the middle ground between the two? Why couldn't she have been the hard, you know, queen monarch that is willing to have her dragons burn some got people alive for for not bending the knee to her, but also doesn't go batshit crazy and burn an entire town because reasons yeah. i you know yeah. you know anyway and that's anyway, what they didn't showcase what
0: because like hers they they didn't showcase her descent into madness if you will because like it, it all yeah. kind of started like they tease it really back on they show you that she's like really quick to really quick to punish you know like with with her dragons sure. especially but it's always portrayed like at least the way they did in the show to where she you, you as a viewer she, thought she was justified in what she was doing. Not you know, only justified they, you know, like, but
1: also that it wasn't like an easy thing for her. That she yeah, she, exactly. she put some some thought into it and she felt it was her only recourse. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, so and then anyway, at the end it's just
0: like, no, we're burning everybody.
1: Right? Exactly. I don't wanna I don't wanna like I mean we can do a special episode where we analyze the ending of Game of Thrones, but I just I just I, I got to take my digs at it where I can because I was so.
0: Oh, I'm with um, you. I was not happy with how they. Make it was by the, right. end the end of
1: yeah.
0: the series. Yeah, and I wasn't mad about like the plot and where it went or anything. I was just mad that they shortened the last two seasons and like they rushed the, it. the show. Like, yeah, because like the Game of Thrones is like my favorite thing to watch every week for for years upon years. Like I don't read books. Okay, not something I like. <laughs> I've read all the damn books. <laughs> like Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I really liked Game of Thrones. Like and uh so I was I was I was bummed out too. Here's the here's the gift though. Back to the fun side. So you, this here he is. And this is you see him? Yeah. Remember the cops? Yeah. And he's right here. Like like, he's, like is dirtbag cops? Like yeah. I don't know. That's just a, I don't know. Every time I see him, I when I first saw him in the outsider. I literally thought of this because this is like the meme everyone used for like deal with it, you know, and it's this like, yeah. thing. You know, that's the one. So, but he was really good in Outsider, so I am excited to see him like actually play like, you know, like uh, it was just, I saw him in Hot Fuzz where it's just like this, you know, comedy spoof kind of thing. And then he's an Outsider playing like a very dramatic role and he did like a really good job. So like I'm definitely I'm, I'm stoked to see him come up and be, you know, King Viserys. So like it's all good. I'm excited for it. I, I definitely am. The Targaryens are like arguably the coolest part about Game of Thrones, and like the time where, like you said, where there's a lot of dragons and everything and stuff. That's obviously like really compelling. Is that mean That's just uh, you want your high fantasy stuff? Like that's pretty much you know swords and dragons. Is cool. <laughs> like you know yeah really so. Yeah. But, question is, guys, what do you think about this? Are you excited for the new Game of Thrones uh, spinoff series coming out here? Are you excited for the casting information? Uh, let us know down in the comments. Or actually, too, let us know were you also disappointed with the ending of Game of Thrones? Or did you like it? <laughs> did, did you see it coming? Did you know it was coming? Or are you like me where you kind of knew it was coming, but it was like super rushed and it compromises the whole like show and it just ruins your viewing experience knowing that that's where you go? Because that's kind of where I'm at now. Like, I love it, but I hate it. You know what I mean? That's where we're at. So let us know down in the comments section below. All right, everybody. Now we are going to get into our Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6 of The Tragedy. Spoiler review. So this is your, your warning if you somehow haven't watched it yet or are still avoiding spoilers and all that jazz. This is it. This is a spoiler discussion. First, though. I did want to get into one one quick topic, one quick thing I wanted to go over and share with the boys here. All right, and we talked about this a little bit before, but I want to bring it up again and share it with you guys. I want I want I want Rick and John to comment on this. We had a topic, well I think it was last week about uh, the uh, Godzilla versus Kong movie, okay? And there was uh, some other. The, I saw this right after, right after we did the right after we did the video, right after there was concept art for this uh, Godzilla thing. Okay? I need to share this with everybody. There was literally this was concept art for Godzilla Godzilla versus Kong. I'm not making this shit up. All right? They had they made a Kong Godzilla hybrid. All right? Look at this thing. Look at this atrocity. And Rick, these are scales, dude. Not fur. Look at this thing. What do you what do you think about this? Like, I think it's hideous. If this ends up in that movie, dude. If this is what they do at the end of this movie, I mean, it's like could could they ruin these this franchise any further? It's
2: also known.
0: Like, why would they even make this? Yeah,
2: I don't like that at all.
0: It's so low effort too. Like, in all honesty, like it's so low effort. Like, it's just it's Kong with a lizard tail yeah yeah you know, I scales like i just i I hope this was for like a joke I, I don't even know i just it's it's just a little bit ridiculous though it's for like a toy like if I believe this article kind of goes on to suggest that this is like literally made for like a toy for the movie, which we know, man, those toys like to spoil things in the movie like if this is how this franchise ends, I'm gonna be disappointed, okay that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm already disappointed in it to begin with. Okay. So, this, not like this, like Switch in the <laughs> Matrix. Okay. Not like this. Not like this. Okay. You, well, you guys got anything? I just wanted to share that. Is there anybody out in the world? I wanted to give you the privilege of saying this. You guys, you guys have any <laughs> thoughts on this thing? I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it? No. I don't think anybody likes it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. <laughs> I just, I just watched call uh, the godzilla
0: king of- no we lost you john can you hear me it's so bad it broke john's camera <laughs> okay think about that all right while we get john back we're just going to move on and we're going to go into our mandalorian season two spoiler review so guys let us know what you guys think of this atrocity this atrocity. If this makes it into this Kong versus Godzilla movie, I swear to
3: God.
0: <laughs> I mean, like I said, they already kind of like... It's not a dumpster fire, but in a lot of ways, they kind of already ruined a franchise anyway. So, like, I don't know. Maybe it's time for a reboot. Who knows? We'll see. But let us know what you guys think of this Kongzilla down in the comment section below. All right, so with the special treat of Kongzilla out of the way, we're going to get into the Mandalorian spoiler review now. So... First uh, off the top, guys, what do you what did you think about I'm gonna jump right into it. What did you think about Boba Fett and his old return here and us actually seeing him in action pretty much for the first time ever? I um, it was I'll badass. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was uh definitely gave him it lived up to like the hype that you've always heard about Boba Fett being badass. Now you finally got to like see it.
1: Great description, yeah.
0: I 100% agree. I told Rick when we were streaming the other night, like as someone who has always said Boba Fett is not a good character because he did nothing, right? Like He just looked cool. I don't need to keep mm-hmm. getting into it, but he's this character. Everybody liked him. I totally get why, because he looks cool. But like ever since the original trilogy, we've had so many Mandalorians introduced, and we actually got to see them do like really cool stuff. Kind of I mean, broke just, the hype for... Yeah, but now that we actually got to see him in action... He's cool. Like I'm not gonna say he's the coolest Mandalorian ever, but it was good. I was I was I'm, he kicked some ass. They did him justice. They yeah. they they did him justice, you know. So what did you think, I was
1: on? Yeah, I thought I thought he was very cool. Um my one fear was I mean, last night's episode could have just been an episode of the Boba Fett show. I mean, as much as, as much screen time and as much uh of the heavy lifting as he got to do. I mean, Mando was knocked out for, her, I felt like in part of the episode and they focused a lot on Boba Fett. So I hope uh, I'm jumping way ahead into the big spoilers, but I hope going forward that, that the show's focus stays on Mando and the child and, and Boba Fett's involvement while significant doesn't, doesn't take over the show.
0: Wow. I think it'll obviously, I mean, the way it ends now, that you know, Mando or not Mando, but Boba's going to be helping Mando. Um, Hopefully, it'll probably end. I don't know. I think he'll be by his side, but they'll part ways afterward. Like it'll wrap everything up. Um, the thing that I find kind of interesting, actually, I didn't really think about before. Um, But they took Baby Yoda. They got Grogu. Yeah, and like they're going to go get him back now, and if they get him back. Presumably, like that's it. That would wrap up that story. Yeah, but they just got to keep drawing it out. Like now they're back after him, and like you know, what I mean, maybe they end up being really good buds.
2: I don't know. The what? Maybe they end up being like really good buds. Who? Boba
0: Fett and Mando. Mando. Boba, yeah.
1: Well,
0: maybe, but i mean, I mean, just like with Mando, like the the story of the season, like like the these first two seasons have been about like keeping Grogu safe from the Empire, and like they might be like they this just put themselves in the position to like pretty much wrap that up, which yeah. I find to be a. Like, I mean, that's going to be a pretty weird.
2: difficult task, I feel like, though, at the same time. So,
0: is it though? I guess. I it's mean, they, the Empire gets beat every single time.
2: It's true. <laughs> they haven't won. Like, Never thought one. about it that way. <laughs> they got a pretty bad uh, losing record. Yeah, this is true.
0: I'll tell you what I want to. I want to say there's a couple things that like they obviously like showed Boba Fett wreck and shop with his gaffy stick, which was good stuff. But there were some things I'm want to just I'm going to go through a list of things that I had problems with. And before you just, jump in, yeah, before we jump
1: it. into that, I, I like I had a biggest smile on my face during that scene that you got up on screen there after because he <laughs> yeah. says right right before they right before they jump today he says we're gonna have to go the rest of the way with the windows down and I thought.
3: What in the, the windows go
1: down talking about like well yeah i was like obviously they don't go down but what is, is that some sort of landing terminology i'm just not familiar with and then i realized the next thing it's because of all the wind in their hair and stuff what a great right. line that uh, very impressed yeah. by that line and that that next scene oh Volume yeah and to on. to
0: your point too about being the boba fett show i wouldn't be surprised that uh, like this episode was directed by robert rodriguez and i wouldn't mm. be surprised if Robert Rodriguez, if they do make the Boba Fett spinoff, if if Robert just directs like that whole series, just mm. based on like I don't know everything we saw, yeah, like, like I I'd be on board with it if like that's what we get out of a whole series of Boba Fett with Robert Rodriguez at the helm. Yeah, that'd be good. Like I'm looking the, for that. All right.
1: You could you could look back, and this could almost be like a backdoor pilot into his. Yeah, Boba Fett
0: series, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. But anyway, let's get into. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to go through this one. When they get here and they do the thing, right, and then so Baby Yoda starts doing the thing, doing the know, thing, his little, his little thing. He's like, I don't even his force, meditation. Yeah, his it's like a dude.
3: Force he had phone the whole. Mm, yeah, he was
0: he, so chill. Like, it, yeah, wow. it wasn't just like making a force call. Like, dude was like generating a force field literally. Yeah, yeah literally like uh so we got to see some like uh, some pretty intense force powers was, i mean it's the most intense force power we've seen on the show yeah, yeah like really and honestly too like this is one thing that i always kind of wish star wars would do was like is back in the day and like, it was understandable like back in uh, the original trilogy due to like special effects limitations and everything but ever since the force unleashed came out if you remember those video games yeah. i was always kind of hoping yeah they're they're fun in those games when you use a force power like you saw it and like you felt the impact like when when star killer did a force push like it distorted the the wavelengths around like you yeah. is just like boom you know you can feel the impact of it and obviously back like in the you know original trilogy and everything there were limitations there so they just made it a force and in, in they're kind of top out for not having anything was saying yeah. that it was like an invisible force field around us all and blah 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 blah. but i was always hoping that when special effects got like better like now times that they actually gave some like, like show it you know what i mean
2: yeah like, and least give it some th- make it look more intense
0: yeah you know like if someone does a force push like like all the games do it literally even uh the old republic did it especially if you watch like the cinematic trailers for it like when the the jedi girl with the double bladed lightsaber does the force push to, to Malgus against the freaking rock like it's a uh, you see it and i was always i always just wish they would do that you know what i mean like yeah. just just make it happen like it's just cooler and, like, they started doing it, like, obviously with this. Like, if this was in the original trilogy, you wouldn't see this. It'd be invisible. Yeah, he would
2: just be quietly sitting there.
0: And it kind of loses its impact. Like, I feel like this is just, like, a lot better. So, I, I really hope they start doing this shit forward. I mean, I like the idea, and I like when this is, like, invisible. But at the same time, I don't know. I would like a little bit of wave distortion. Anyway, like, yeah, while yeah. this is all going on, our boy Boba Fett ends up showing up here, right? So, he's sitting here. He's still doing his thing. I got this because, like, his little fingers, man. He's still, like, the cutest little Boba. thing in the world, dude. He's oh, yeah, so he's good. adorable. So good. So our boy Boba Fett shows up here, and he has him. This is one thing I, had, I took issue with. Stupid thing, but I got to get into it. He's like, you know, take the jetpack down, we'll take the gun down or whatever, and, like, blah, blah, blah. So then, like, the fighting ensues, and all this stuff goes on. And the stormtroopers show up. And, like, so the jetpack's there on the ground. And then he Mander decides to just run up the hill. Up to Baby Yoda, just leaves his jetpack there, and it's like it took it would have taken you like five minutes to run up the hill. It would have taken you all of three seconds to put the jetpack on and fly yeah. up. Yeah. So it's like he conveniently leaves the jetpack just so the, the the dark troopers can fly away with him without him fighting. Yeah, exactly. I hate that kind of stupid convenience shit. Like it really
2: was on. like perfectly convenient. They
0: literally had to write that in this scene in. Like, you put the jetpack down. Like It's just written in, just a service applied at the end of it for literally no fucking reason. Like, sorry, but it was annoying. Because, like, literally, the jetpack is right here. And he's like, no, I'm just going to run up the mountain. Yeah. Like, what, what kind of idiot would do that? You know what I mean? It's a little bit out of character because it's, like, it's stupid. So then, on top of that stupidity he had to conveniently leave the door to his ship open so Boba Fett could just walk in and get his armor
2: they don't mention anything else after that
0: like literally it. they show the ship and the door's just open he wouldn't do that he's I got mean, his shit robbed multiple times at this point he's not just leaving the door to his ship open
1: true but he thought they were just it's like you nah, know no he wouldn't like, have when, done it
0: he it's like when done. you're
1: running the convenience store and you're just going to pop, pop in and buy a pack of gum or something.
0: Like you leave your door you, you open.
1: Might, you might not lock your door. You might not. You know. You
0: oh, might not. Did, but he left it open. I don't mind running sometimes it if could it's be unlocked and closed. This is like I you mean, jumped out of your car with the door wide open and ran into the gas station. <laughs> That's what he did.
1: I, you know. I, I mean, mean, he you, wasn't
0: just what, right what, inside. What, he was up a mountain. What time of day is it? You Yeah, is it a good it town? Like it's stupid <laughs> convenience so he could just walk in and get his armor back. There's no way around yeah. it. <laughs> There's yeah. no way around it. Then when they're up there perched, uh of the stormtroopers do show up and they're up there perched on the hill, they all come out of the cargo door and it's it's a it's a it's a kill none of them should have survived, dude. It's a kill box, you know. Yeah. Like they're imagine. at a choke point. And our dudes have the high ground. They this have is Star the high Wars. ground. Like, you got the high ground you won. You win if you have the high ground. And the, there's just no way. All the stormtroopers would have died. If this was a real-life scenario, in any scenario, even a video game, you win that fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of the people coming out of that doorway are dead. That's how it works. So I thought that was stupid. And uh, these are just obviously nitpicks. I just don't like the, the direction with it. Um, yeah.
1: And it's it's odd too because some of these things are these are some of these are easy fixes so you, so you wonder like what what the thinking is going into like somebody watch this and go eh you know are they are they honestly That's just not it up? are they honestly just do they not care do are they just not picking up on in production like is it do they feel like the the visual of them running out the door is necessary to that scene because you just turn the ship the other way you have them come out the back side of the yeah. ship and come
0: i mean yeah dude that's all they needed to do fire. yeah
2: or, use the ship and, for and, cover
1: and as far as like mando and the jetpack and boba fett you you know these episodes are not full hour long episodes anyway we've talked about how sometimes they're on the shorter side and this one felt kind of Middle, it, did of the road. It, it wasn't. It wasn't real short, but it also wasn't one of the long.
0: It was ones. like thirty-one it, minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah. They could have added an extra scene or two where, where, for maybe whatever reason, you know, uh what's it's Ming. I can't remember the actress's
0: name. Ming Na. Like,
1: Ming Na. Whatever her character, she could have been. You know, Boba could have said to Mando, "Look, we're gonna go get my armor. She's gonna stay here with the kid, and that gives them an excuse to get the armor. Maybe something he tells Boba, look I don't. You know, until.'" until I have all the armor or everything I need for the armor, maybe Boba can lock the armor's, you know, a- abilities somehow because he has control of it or something. Like, until everything's square between them, maybe Mando has to leave his jetpack. The- it just feel like there's something they could have done, you're right, to make it so- not so much of what a dumb move by Mando, you know, make him look like an idiot.
0: Oh, yeah, you know? uh, They could kind have of even just had it to where they, they, the ship started firing at their position. So he didn't have time to grab it and just ran up. hill. Sure. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
1: Another good point. Yeah.
0: like you know, I mean, something other than, you know what? I'm just going to hoof it up the mountain. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, he it, it wouldn't do that. Like he definitely just wouldn't do it. And then, uh, the, the, the next one, just, uh, it was more just kind of a funny thought more than anything, but he needs to get this bre- breastplate resized.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's the robe underneath, but
0: yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, he, he grew without getting the armor resized. You, you remember Game of Thrones when Robert needed the breastplate stretcher? You know, like as we, like that's the same concept here, man. Like, yeah, you don't need to get that resized. Make a Look, visit the to ol- the armorer.
1: Look, the older you get, your metabolism <laughs> slows down a little bit. Things don't. come looks. Of, it, 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 it's a little tougher to, to maintain the, hey, the man. Figure of
2: looks them. better than Cobb Vanth. He looked awkward as hell with you.
0: Well, he was just too tall for it.
2: Yeah, he just he was looked too awkward, tall and
0: lanky. Like, that He's was just sh- a little too
2: thick, little,
0: little round. He'd been drinking too much blue milk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, too much spots. Too much of those blue milk cookies. Those, those blue milk yeah. macaroons. He's got, Boba's got a sweet tooth. Too much of those. Um, and then another thing: when he went and got the armor, when and why would Mando have restocked the missile in Boba's jetpack?
1: I I actually got you. I got you on this one. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here. We've seen Mando's we've seen, uh, Oh God. I can't remember the name of the ship. Um,
2: Razor crest,
1: Razor crest. Thank you. We've seen the razor crest has an armory on it, a pretty substantial armory. So my thinking is like Boba has that missile, available and and Boba's kind of the the always be prepared type individual like he's prepared for a maybe lot he different brought him with him. So, oh so you yeah, think so boba
0: he, had one on his ship
1: exactly so i think okay. his armory comes stocked with a missile and and so at least one maybe probably probably multiples and they're probably mandalorian armor is probably you know Hot swap—you can you can switch parts in and out. So he probably had a missile that worked in it because it's Mandalorian. This R-8. is a
0: crude armor though, man. This was his dad's, man, back in the Clone Wars. Yeah, it's pretty. deep yeah. at this point, yeah. so I don't. I, that might be a pretty like
2: his visors hold up well though.
0: Yeah, they do. I mean, the rest of the armor didn't. Well, right? the paint job at least. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll buy that one. I'll give you oh, that God. one. No, That's I will my... give it. I'll give you. Okay, that <laughs> I one. appreciate like, that. Because like I'm left to assume like he just shows up with the missile. In the jetpack. So I'm sure. like, they never show him go to his ship and, like, yeah, that's a, that's plausible. So I'll buy it. I'll, I'll accept that as an answer. And then uh, one, the other one was when the Dark Troopers actually come down, right? They are like flying out of that ship like a bat out of hell, dude. They are quick. They are. Then they land and they turn into C 3PO.
2: Like slower. Yeah. C 3PO could walk circles around those
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm like,
2: and they're all synchronized. It looks like they're going to dance together it's, or something.
0: Yeah. What What was that about? And then also, like, why does why does the Empire have to be so, like, edgy? Like dark troopers, death yeah. troopers, like red eyes. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. That was just, the, 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 the walking thing was annoying, though, because then they're like walking super, super duper slow. Like, honestly, Mando would have had enough time to run up the hill without his jetpack and still be fine. Is like, goddamn, they move so slow. But then again, they just launch off the ground at light speed again. And it's like, how are you walking so slow if really? you literally fly that fast? It makes no sense. Um, Then, as that's happening, Boba gets into the slave one and sh- flies up there and gets literally like, could throw a rock at the Imperial cruiser. Like, why did the Imperial cruiser let that thing get? Anywhere the cloaking
2: abilities of the slave one, but
0: like I said, man, they could just look out the window and see it.
2: But a cloaking it's ability, right you wouldn't see it with the cloaking ability. Like, I think there's literally he's got some sort of defense on there that basically no. renders a ship invisible.
0: It couldn't be like something like making it invisible to the naked eye because they would have, they would have showed us the viewer that, but yeah. they would have made but, it go. But the, ship,
1: the ship was coming from underneath, so let's, let's, I mean, you could, you could kind of maybe guess that they, they don't have whatever the word, they don't have windows on the bottom of of their Imperial ship. They've got windows on the, on the bridge, but they have proximity
0: detection though.
1: Well, and that's where the cloaking would come in. So like if it's, if it's got radar cloaking or something like that, maybe, maybe there's a scenario where they don't know he's coming at them or he's tracking with them up to the, up to the bottom of the ship.
0: Well, True. my other caveat with that is, like, I, I can let—that's a loose one. That's a loose one. Okay. <laughs> but he didn't—he didn't shoot a tracking beacon at it. He was that close to it. Yeah. So yeah. that was—that's more the big one. It's like, okay, yeah. that, that, th- how would they that let him get that of. close? That how we
1: know but, of. That, that could be the deuce. That's some
0: information up. you tell Mando at the end. <laughs> like, don't worry, my dude. I put a tracker on him. We're going to sure. go get the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah. like sure. we're going to help you get him because we owe you one. Even yeah. though I stole the armor from your ship before it got blown up. You didn't actually give it to me. And then he so does not actually
2: anything else anything. about that after. Yeah, not nice. like, dude, that's my armor. Like, you know, right. Like he's just like, oh, he's wearing it now. Okay.
0: And uh, so that was pretty much it. Other than the fact that, uh, uh, yeah, the whole Mando never made that deal.
1: (laughs) 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 No,
0: the deal was never made. He just went and took it.
1: There was, uh, yeah.
0: No, because at the end he still had to justify. Like he pulled up the little ancestral chart there and was like, "Look, see, this is my dad." Like. And then he's like, oh, okay, now you're good. Armor does belong to you, yeah. Yeah, so like he didn't know. Like he didn't give it to him. He just went and, so he didn't owe him shit. Like he doesn't have to stay there and help get that kid back at all, technically speaking. But then. Bro He's being a bro. He is being a bro That's fine. But like obviously we were going to get that. uh, The team up was going to happen regardless. So I mean, that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. These are just and these are just the like the classic these are the things i hate most about movies like when you have these just stupid convenient things that just are only there for movie plot reasons you know so like things that you would never ever do or come across in real life but have to happen because you wrote the script and we don't have time to make changes or we're just too lazy to do it like yeah. one of the two like and then uh in the end, though, with old Moff Gideon and Grogu, and he shows them the dark saber. You think Grogu had a dark sa- or a lightsaber because like Grogu like knew what was up and like reached for it. It's so possible. I'm wondering if like maybe Moff Gideon like because they had him before. So I'm wondering if maybe they actually have his lightsaber, and at the end, we're gonna see little little Grogu whoop some ass with a little like yoda and yeah, like exactly like or... around fucking crazy you know yeah we'll maybe see.
2: we'll see maybe
1: yeah
0: we'll see. yeah we'll see he just he seemed to know what was up with the lightsaber you know he, he did far. he did so i don't know we'll have to so i asked Rick the same thing what color do you think his lightsaber would be if he had one orange orange i think yeah, that's yeah, what I'm
1: i see. orange I, I just I guess,
0: assumed that they would go classic green because of Yoda, but yeah. I hope not. <laughs> they separated a little bit, but that's just kind of what I assumed. I could also see, though, because he was a Padawan, it would probably be blue. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to go by that. But they also, too, I guess one little fun was, note was is it? that they technically broke canon or re- they retconned Django, because I guess for the longest time, Django was never actually supposed to be a Mandalorian. And now they, like, officially made him a foundling.
1: foundling, yeah. Was, was, uh, do you, do we think Grogu was a Padawan, or do we think he was just a youngling that was just being trained? Cause I isn't
0: think there he was a, difference? Just a youngling. There is a difference. A the youngling is they're just not of age yet to be a Padawan sure. training. So, yeah, yeah, they, they, they could have been, did I mean, they say explicitly he can't even if he yet. was a group, did Ahsoka say? I can't remember.
1: I think one she of the just two. said he was there being on Coruscant being trained. Yeah, it, think, it was very
0: trained with younglings or with. I don't think patalons. she said that. I don't know what she I think she think just said he was
2: training me. there. Just
0: trained in general. Yeah. yeah. I would assume younglings, but it's so hard to say because he's like 50 fucking years old. Like, I don't know what that means because he's obviously super strong with the force. So, like, you would imagine that, like, he wouldn't just be sitting there with all, like, broom kid level sensitive people, you know? Like, this dude created a force field that was blowing people back, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, it's obvious that species has a very strong attunement with the force.
0: Yeah. Um, So you gotta think Yoda had some involvement in this training.
1: Did did you guys... Do you guys get a vibe that they're really playing up the... uh, the baby Yoda being torn between the dark and the light side that he's not, you know, he's, he's definitely, voice. Think so. he definitely, really? I don't, I, I don't like, get that. I, I felt like the whole scene with him toying with the, the stormtroopers and, and, force, oh, no, yeah, cho- and, and force choking them was, was uh, a, a tad over what you would expect from yeah. a full light side user to, to be doing now, the full yeah, light side user would knock him out, but, but baby Yoda being younger, it's like a young kid with, you know, when they're learning to, express their physicality they'll they'll hit or punch sometimes it's not it's not necessarily that they're doing it because of they're hostile or they're doing it it's just they're they're exploring the different aspects of how to their physicality and the same goes with baby he's he's going to explore some of the darker side ideas of the force i think that i don't know
0: it was just interesting our boy luke skywalker force chokes and fools all right just saying yeah. He did in Jedi, yeah. The oh you're right, the, you're the, right. He the, did. The gore what did, pig dudes, whatever their name are. guard. Yeah. You're right. Gamorrean. Gamorian. Gamorian. Wow. Get out of here. Good yeah. pull. I wow.
2: Hmm. Squealed like a pig.
0: I so did. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I I think they were I almost feel like they only added that in there just because of what Ahsoka was saying. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that they're actually like gonna have that happen. Like not like not go like dark side, but I don't think that's actually gonna be like I think it's more in line with like what you were kind of getting at to where he's just a kid in a lot of ways and just he was put in the room, you know, he's felt like he was being attacked, so he's just doing whatever he possibly could think of doing. Granted, it was kind of going pretty far with it. Is he was throwing him around the room repeatedly, instead, yeah. and then ending with a force choke, as opposed to just leading with a force choke like Luke did. Sure, you know Luke just is like, eh, "Goodbye," you know, like yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna throw you around the room, then I'm gonna choke you," yeah, <laughs> which is much more, it's a little bit more sadistic, but at the same time, he is just a kid, so I don't know. I just don't see little dude being like you see him putting on a Sith robe or something. I don't know. Like I think he'd get the Beskar armor before he gets a Sith robe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's to say though? It'd be interesting to see though. Cause you imagine having like a 10 ep the 10 season story go on to where like Rogu's the bad guy at the end. <laughs> you know what I mean? that honestly. That'd be pretty cool. I don't see that. Dude, that'd be pretty cool. It happened with Anakin. Yeah. It's just we saw it in a nonlinear order, but that's exactly what happened with Anakin. Yeah, it's true. That's why Ahsoka said it. But I don't know. In the end, I think it was just kind of thrown in there to kind of more service that. Like where Ahsoka was kind of getting that, you know. Who knows? Because like I said, too. Since they're at where they're at now, like, I feel like they're in a position where they could wrap up this whole thing, like, the Darksaber, all that stuff, like, because uh, otherwise, that's kind of where we can, like, leave this off, is, like, where do you think this is going to be going now, because we only have s- two episodes left, right? Seven and eight? How many more seasons? Well, the thing is, are they going to keep doing the song and dance, like, rinse, repeat? Oh, th- Moth Gideon's after him again, like you know what I mean. Is this Scooby Doo? Is this you know what is it? Like, because you think they'd have to kind of wrap this stuff up in some way, and it seems like if they already got him, like I figured they'd draw it out even longer than like oh, nope, they got him. Like, I figured we'd learn more about Grogu, like then it would happen later, like middle of next season or end of next season, and because it's so short, you know what I mean. You yeah. think. These are only half hour episodes, eight episodes, only four hours worth of content. Normal show would be like 10, 13, 20 episodes of hour long stuff. So like this is all happens very quick. You know what I mean? That's why I just didn't expect it to like get to this point already. Yeah. Seriously. Well,
1: I could see them wrapping up the Moth Gideon aspect of this show. This season, possibly still. Um but you got to figure there's something going on with Grogu in that rock. And he, he made contact with something, whether or there not it's the other Jedi, whether or not it's. So I think that is very much an establishing segment for what's coming in season, you know, three and maybe the future of the show. So I, I don't think, you know, I mean, we could see, I think we were all led to believe that order it was order 66, right. that, that wiped out the Jedi. I think we were all led to believe that Obi-Wan and uh, Yoda were the only two that survived, but clearly with Ahsoka still out there, even though she doesn't identify with the Jedi. Um, I think, I think it's entirely plausible with the thousands of Jedi that were out there. There are a handful that maybe practice. Yeah, this. That's or what I would them. think. And so, and so I think we might see some of them come back into the show. Um, and, and that, then that opens up some other, Doors for how to progress the show, where they're going to go with
0: it. What if a Sith Lord heard the call?
1: Also possible. Yeah, I guess. Well, so. but but at the time, at the time, we're talking about the Sith. The Sith. I mean, if if we're, the Sith are truly following the rule of two, you've got Anakin and Palpatine, right? Is that is my time frame right there? No,
2: this is after Anakin's dead.
1: Yeah, they're dead. This is after Jedi, so okay, yeah. you're right, okay, okay, right. So this is after Jedi. So you've got Palpatine and his clone shenanigans going on, um, and you've got uh, you you do have that void there with Kylo Ren not probably not being he's
2: like five or six years old during the Mandalorian apparently.
1: Well, they kind yeah, of threw so- the
0: rule two away in Rise of Skywalker. They had the whole army of uh, Sith acolytes there. You remember at the end of it.
2: Yeah, but they weren't really like. But they're Sith. Yeah, but they're just dudes in robes. Knight, but the
1: knights, the knights of
2: Ren, or no, all do the do people the in end. the giant stadium, the Star Wars Thunderdome. Yeah,
0: the Sith. Oh, were,
1: were those were those real people? Yeah, yeah they're, they're Sith, all people in Sith
2: robes. Sith, Sith loyalists. Like, I've, I've only seen term. it the
1: one time, and I, I kind of thought that they were. What like, are they? What, what did you say? Right?
2: In the actual description, they're considered Sith
0: loyalists. Yes, yeah, Sith loyalists. Okay. Yeah. But that's uh that's not to say though that like they're cult. they're not like With the Rule of Two, it's just like the two that are in like main power, but there can be multiple ones. There's just a master and apprentice. That's it. Like there could yeah. be ten thousand of them. It's just there's not like like the Jedi have like the Jedi Council, they work together and do their thing. The the the, the Sith rule of two is just two people. Yeah. But not like There's only two Sith. There's there's many Sith. Mm -hmm. There could be more out there. Really? You had Dooku. You had Darth Maul. You had uh, what's his name? All there in one movie. Like, yeah, they're all they're all.
1: Yeah, I thought. I thought. Well, see, I thought Darth Mauls. I thought Darth Mauls led to Dooku being the apprentice. I thought there were always only the two. I thought there was Palpatine and Darth Maul. Darth Maul dies then he brings Dooku in. Dooku dies, then he brings Anakin in. But that's not... No, Dooku had
0: been working with him the whole time, though. That was, like, behind their back. Because, like, Maul was, like, betrayed by... You learned this in the Clone Wars, I think, but, like, Maul was, like, betrayed and was going to be killed because he was going to take on Anakin. But then Dooku was already there.
1: So Palpatine wasn't the only Sith Lord during all that time.
0: No. Technically speaking, no. He was, like... There were other... There were other Sith out there. Yeah, it's just Palpatine was the master taking on first, like uh, he had Duku and Maul. Essentially,
2: it's no different than a Jedi Padawan and a yeah and a master. It's just it's just, yeah. it is, it's just
0: two dudes hanging out with each other. Yeah, pretty much. Like two,
1: you got it's two, two dudes,
2: brooks,
0: two brothers, Okay, yeah, okay. but there's different but groups of dudes. Yeah, but they don't share the power with like a third. No, that's why if they do. The, the 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 mass the apprentice is supposed to kill the master and then get an apprentice themselves in Sith tradition well, that, and that's it. So if, that, if the that
1: changes my whole understanding of the entire saga then. Because I, I was always under the impression that the rule of two meant that they were literally, literally two Sith in the entire galaxy. There, there was the master and the apprentice, and those are the only two Sith. No. And so the idea of balance of the force was always didn't make sense to me because you've only got two Sith, but you've got these thousands of Jedi. And so how the fuck. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, interesting.
0: It's just that uh because that's the thing. When you start to look at because uh, that's like that is kind of how they like loosely say it and it never it doesn't really make any sense. But then you just sit there and look at the prequels though, and like Maul existed around the same time as Dooku, and then like Anakin was like being under tutelage of Like, hadn't fully gone yet, but, like, Maul's still there and got, like, betrayed by Sidious. Sidious goes to kill Maul because he's going to take Anakin on as his apprentice, and it's, like, you know, this whole big thing. But, like, Dooku is there, too, already, like, working with them, like, under, he was Darth Tyrannus, like, you know. I don't think a
2: Sith are going to hear this call. I think it's going to be Jedi.
0: Yeah, it's probably going to be Jedi, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I'd like I'd like some Sith stuff to happen. If we got Jedi stuff happening, we should have Sith stuff happening. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Because then also you can also have people like Ahsoka who are like just gray, you know, not a Jedi but she's not a Sith. You could have other people out there who are just force sensitive and heard the call, and. Maybe have a lightsaber. Who knows? Yeah.
1: What's what's what are they doing with baby? Obviously, Baby Yoda is the donor of M count. Um, but what, what are, who who's he donating to? Where are they doing with his donations?
0: I, I I just imagine they're trying to bring Palpy back.
2: Yeah, they just need powerful M counts from creatures to bring him yeah. back. Yeah.
0: Like I don't know if it's necessarily. You think it's you think it's tied power. to that? Mm-hmm.
1: It's I, not just, from off Gideon way- himself. Well, that's why I was wondering because it just the way the Gideon is so uh, something came off, especially at the end of the episode when he was almost taunting him with the with the dark blade. I, I almost felt like he's he's envious of this child. He's trying to get what this child has, and he's trying to trying to you know show him that he thinks he's just as deserving. Because hey, look, I've got a dark blade. You don't. So now, now all I need is your powers. So I don't know. I, w- I would okay. initially
0: go with, like, he, he wants to be able to somehow, like, absorb midichlorians into him, himself in some way. I could see that being a thing if they didn't go to that cloning facility. Unless they're just using clones as the test subjects, I guess. That'd be the okay. only way I could see that being, like, feasible. Or that that would make any sense because like the cloning facility makes me think that they're trying to either bring back Palpatine or it's for Snoke because I don't know I don't I don't want it to be Snoke because I don't want to like have to deal with anything tying that. it yeah but at the same time if they're able to expand upon the sequel trilogy kind of like they did with the prequel trilogy and like Clone Wars and Rebels and kind of thing like. Maybe it'll make it better. Like, you really? know what I mean? Like, maybe like, I don't know. But at the same time, like as far as the timeline goes, it does make sense that it would be Palpatine or Snoke related, unfortunately. Guess we're going to find out. Yeah, we'll just have to kind of see because like otherwise otherwise, yeah, like that's the only other thing I could think of is they're trying to do something to where like Mop Gideon can can become like he's trying to, if Palpatine's dead, he's trying to fill the void and wants to be more than just a mock, right? Maybe he wants to be the new emperor himself and knows that he needs to be force sensitive and like, yeah, you know, lust for power kind of thing. He's like, I got one thing, I got the Dark Blade, but I don't have force powers, so I'm just a dude with a sword. <laughs> really? So I need some, need some midichlorians up in me. So I don't know, but that, that makes sense. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know which I'd rather it be at this point, though. So, What would you rather it be? Would you rather it be something tied with Palpita or no? Me? Yeah, you and John. You uh, and John. I,
2: the two I don't even you? know what to speculate at this point. I mean, it's just going to... It's surprised me enough already watching this show, different things, so it could be completely different than what we're thinking. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just going to have to, like I said, kind of
0: wait and tune in and see. And we'll see. Will you guys got anything else you want to add?
1: I think we touched upon everything I had thought about.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm with you. We will wrap it up. Thank, you. guys. Thanks for watching. Of course, like always, don't forget you can submit topics, questions to the show by emailing us at honestanduneducated@gmail.com. At That's honestanduneducated@gmail.com. Uh, what else we got here, Rick? Where can everybody follow you online? That's follow me, me
2: uh, on Instagram, sirikmetz. You can read it right down there, R-I-K-M-E-T-Z.
0: John, what about you? Where anybody follow you on uh
1: Over on the Twitter is at Nightwing underscore J.
0: There you go. You can follow me just simply at Sir Rob Bevo. Look out. I'll uh, be playing some more Demon Souls, probably some Shadowlands here and there. Probably, uh, I don't know when, but uh, probably sometime here soon. That, but probably Friday for sure. So look out for that Friday. Show's going to uh, be up Monday, obviously, like always. So... Uh, that's pretty much it don't forget like and subscribe follow do all the good stuff look out for the stream you do all that stuff like share do, do your thing do your thing but until next time guys thanks for watching again take care